we're out at the club and I go, hey, Brando, you want to go riz up those two girls? <laughs> Anybody. Back in my day, I paid $20 to see Blink-182 at and Dawn. When sex is that good, oh my God, we can see things that are not that. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. We got this random email just a few moments ago from Cody. Hey, Cody. R-A-D at radradio.com. May have heard a part of yesterday's show. This always comes up every year this time of the year. We've covered it endlessly. Uh, wrote in and said, Die Hard is officially not a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis in 2018 said it himself. <clears throat> excuse me. At an award show, game, set, match. Well, first of all, uh, Bruce Willis was kind of kidding <laughs> At that award show. It doesn't matter. It's not a Christmas movie. We have documented this endlessly. Only morons repeat that. It's just. Hi, engineer Bob here. Thank you. Thank you. Bob's tired of making the same points and dealing with his exhausting staff over and over again. So he's asked me to step in. Die Hard, Batman Returns, and Home Alone are not Christmas movies. They are movies that would stand alone under any setting that just happen to take place at Christmas time. Die Hard is an action movie. Uh Batman Returns is a superhero movie. And Home Alone is a movie about child abandonment and endangerment, (laughs) home invasions, and childhood vigilantism. Oh, and on a personal side note from yours truly, A Christmas Story is the greatest Uh, Christmas movie of all time. And if you disagree, you are clearly deranged. And if you disagree, your ability to rate quality seasonal cinema is clearly fragile. (laughs) So what is it that that doesn't determine Home Alone, a Christmas movie? Because that's the only one I have an issue with. Me too. It always comes out around Christmas. The whole thing is about coming home to the family for Christmas. It's Christmas. It's very Christmassy. It's a Christmas movie, period, end of story for me, boop, boop. Because the story is easily interchangeable. It could take place over summer vacation. It's not a Christmas movie. There's nothing jolly about it. Could. No, that's not true at all. Christmas vacation could not take place over summer sure, vacation. It could just, sure, yeah. it could. Really, they're You're going out to cut is. down the summer vacation Christmas tree. Maybe no. people do that. See, well, you take that part out. I love, of it. I love the when people scene. immediately say uh-huh. idiotic things. So, so okay, so. We're going to take out that scene where they're not getting the summer vacation right, uh, yeah. tree. We're going to take out the scene where Clark is not decorating the house for summer vacation decorations, which is a major part of the movie. Do you know they decorate the house and home alone? There's decorations everywhere. Yeah. They also and, sit around and they open presents and gifts and they do all the Christmas And stuff. none of it is necessary to the storyline. Oh. It's an asinine well, thing. Look, look, that, I whoa. have no problem that. with unintelligent people making arguments. Uh, this is why we do this show, to give people platforms for these things. Okay, so there is a scene in Home Alone where Macaulay Culkin, Mr. Kevin, looks at a picture and wishes to Santa that his family would turn home for Christmas, and he gets his wish. So it is Christmas. The whole thing is like cool. he's asking Santa. Right, cool. Christmas, yeah. Look, I, I have no energy yeah, yeah. for this argument after a decade of this. Cool. Then It's a Christmas movie. Good for you. It's not. You're making a fool of yourself. Hey, I'm going to give you uh, Die Hard and the other one, Batman. I don't care. That's totally idiotic. Batman I mean, Returns I, is the most offensive one. Yeah, I mean, one. I don't care about those at all. There's I nothing Christmas about just, it at all. For me personally, I literally only watch Home Alone 1 and 2 at Christmas. Good for you. I just don't even Great. watch it any other awesome. time of year because way to go. for me, it's a Christmas movie. Great. Way to go. Movie. Best Christmas movie of all time. Those well, of us that know, that. we know. I wouldn't say it's the best. Whatever. It's just in there. Literally don't care anymore. <laughs> I, I am so done with it. It's like there are certain things that just speak to themselves, speak on their face. I mean, I'm done it's like, too. It's like keep arguing that if you don't wear a coat when you go outside, you're going to catch a cold. Those of us all that know, we know. We don't want to have the argument anymore. You say whatever you want to say. It's it's just so dumb. That 
part's dumb. It's you so all exhausting. Think if you're in some kind of no, and then you just got to make us all like, oh, well, you're just dumb. <laughs> whatever. I didn't say that. on the dumb list, so whatever. we can just shut the hey. conversation. <laughs> yes, there is no conversation for me. I have nothing left to say. It is to me, oh. it is like arguing with you over the color of the sun, the sky, my sweater. Can we just it's... agree to disagree? No. <laughs> we can agree that you're wrong and I'm right. We got to get to something more important. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> now. Some of you, some of you will already know the breaking news that we are bringing to you because you're slaves to social media. You wake up and the first thing you do is you grab your phone and you look on Facebook or your, your Instagram or, or, you, or you know, the, the, the more common, you at least look at your phone and you have text messages and you have that loser friend of yours oh. who wakes up and looks at social media and sends you to, oh my God, can you believe? So you already know this. I don't care. I am going to spend the next uh, 17 minutes Killing an entire segment, building up to the announcement that many of you already know. I don't care. Oh, I, I probably don't, though. Keep it in your pants, all right? Because we have already documented the, the two words of the year. Merriam-Webster says that based on our searches of, we need the definition of, the word of the year was? Authentic. Yes. We didn't know what authentic means. We don't know what that means. Does that mean we don't want things to be authentic? Do we really not know what is authentic? We live with the, this AI deep fake crap. Yeah, all of Everybody that. lies everywhere. Yep. We had the more fun word of the year yesterday from Oxford. Not necessarily better, just more fun. Uh, they say Riz. <laughs> I mean, that is more fun. Is the uh, <laughs> You got the Riz. The word of the year, which <laughs> is just another way of saying you have charisma. Putting on the Riz. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's a good song. So. While we were documenting those things, we did start to posit who will be Time's Person of the Year. Used to be named correctly the Man of the Year. Now we have to be all politically correct. Person of the Year. Oh, and we did start, if I if I remember correctly, our initial argument, not argument, we were, sorry, we were arguing over Die Hard and, and Home Alone, and that's still stuck in my head. Our initial discussion. We initially kind of landed on, if it's not Taylor Swift, who is it? And then somebody, I think named Robin, wrote in and said, how about AI? Yeah. And and I went, that's it. That it, it, uh, Because they've done the computer. They've done the, like, the computer was man of person of the year, whatever, one year. They've done the mirror where we were all the well, person of the year. One yeah. year. And so it seems to me like artificial intelligence is the, quote, person of the year. I mean, they're taking over. What's bigger? So uh, uh, they, they, the way this works is they, they release their finalists for person of the year. They make it seem like you have a role in it. You don't. With time, you have no role in it. You can vote online, but they've already picked who the person of the year is going to be. So on Monday, they announced their finalists. In a perfect world, I would have told you on either Monday or Tuesday's show who the finalists were. That did not happen because it's the end of the year, and I'm lazy, and I don't have time <laughs> to do proper prep for every single show. Therefore, we did not discuss the finalists yesterday or on Monday that time had announced. And this morning, they have announced who the winner oh, of I have no idea. Person of the Year is. This now, will be news to me. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that because I know many people are like, duh, Rob, that's so like an hour ago. I even pulled up the news yesterday. I don't think this morning. And nothing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> yesterday, they should have at least listed some of the finals. And they certainly should have told you yesterday that Taylor Swift was heading back to New York City Cutting short her weeks-long stay in Kansas City with boyfriend Travis Kelsey, uh -oh. who she's supposed to be living with on a trial Whoa, run. Oh, so, what's happening? Well, the only reason that Taylor Swift, who lives full-time in New York, would come back to New York is because she's going to be person of the year. Oh, she didn't take a photo. Has to be. 
right? Why else would Taylor Swift, whose permanent home is in New York, would go to New York other than to be named person of the year? Everybody, yeah, there's can, no other reason. There is no other reason. Oh, and there's, there's no proof that Travis was texting other girls or something like that, that she got all um, upset and was like, I'm out, bro. I'm going back to New York. <laughs> we don't need all that. We already know what it is. She's going back only for one reason, to be person of the year. There's no other reason that a person who has lived in New York for a decade no. would go to New York other than to be named person of the year. She lives in New York. Maybe there's a family emergency in New York. No, 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 okay. no. It's only because she's going to be yeah, person it's of the year. Be, because if she forgot a coat or a toothbrush, she would just have her purse and send yeah, it. Or buy one. Well, exactly. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, unless you really <laughs> love the coat, you can just buy one. I mean, how good is the New York pizza? I've yet to try it. Maybe she's really craving yeah. a slice. Again, lived there for a decade. Also, you can have that flown out to you. I mean, the only reason that a person who lives in New York would uh, go to New York and, and, is to be on the Today Show when they announce you as the person. Yeah, the and the bummer is, is that Tra Travis couldn't come because obviously, right, he's got to practice. He's got to practice. Stuff. He can't yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, he can't be on the Today Show with her. Uh, so Taylor Swift was spotted boarding her <laughs> private jet under the cover of umbrellas like she's trying to hide, even though millions of Swifties have that tracking app. To know where her plane is going at all times. And does, does she have a specific plane? Does yeah, well, she has a, her name on it. Or she something? has a couple, and you have the, the 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 tail number. It's very easy to track these things. Well, I just didn't know if the outside was like oh, Taylor. It, no, you know, no, like it's that. not because she gives it to other people and things like that. Uh, clearly, this was uh, so that she could be in New York to film the uh, Today Show, uh, which announced uh, the finalists for uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. So that's clearly why Taylor Swift was headed home. Now. Newsweek, I love it when outdated media conglomerates feud with one another. So it used to be Time Magazine and Newsweek Magazine, back when we had magazines. Those were the two big ones. Newsweek wrote an article yesterday that said there is only one person that can be man of the year, or person of the year, sorry, and that would be Elon Musk. What? He purchased Twitter to protect free speech. He's doing the whole Tesla thing. So they, they, started, they did a preemptive shade piece on time if you don't choose elon musk you are not abiding by your tradition because they say who else dates back to 1927 when times person of the year was and is supposed to be the annual designation for the person group or concept that most shaped the headlines for good or for ill this is we've documented this endlessly oh. this is how hitler was named back when it was called that man of the year this is why i still say how what what has more shaped the head, the headlines for good or for ill than AI this year? Yeah. I, I stand by it. It, it is that is the person of the year, quote quote person. Uh, we told you in twenty twenty, they uh, they 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 got cowardly. Remember, media is a business now. They chose uh, President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Terrible choice. In twenty twenty, it was Fauci. It was either Fauci or, or the virus. That that was all you could um, name. Yeah, we needed just a picture of that stupid COVID thing they would always show. It looked like veins and a heart. Last what the hell was that <laughs> yeah. thing? I don't know. Well, I know yeah. I know hearts are not shaped like it that. It was the virus, the cell, yeah. the, the spore. Yeah, yeah. The spore, right? <laughs> the spore. Last year it was Ukrainian <laughs> President Volodymyr Zelensky. Eh, okay. Uh in the past, Martin Luther King Jr., that made sense. Pope Francis, I don't know if that was true, but okay. Uh, Greta Thunberg, that was stupid. They, they've gotten worse and worse over the years with not picking truly the thing, the person, the entity that has truly shaped, whether for good or for evil. We've documented this on the show. It should have been Osama bin Laden in, tw in uh, the year 2001. They didn't have the guts to do it. That was the person, the entity, uh, ordering the 9-11 attacks, but they didn't do it. So it, it, this has taken on less relevance, but it is still relevant enough. 
to kill an entire opening segment of this show. So going back to the Elon Musk, when you said it could also be for negative, and so what I'm about to say, I actually have no idea if this truly happened. I just would see headlines about it, but never really looked into it. Um, so I would view this as bad. I mean, to add to their list, it seems like they were listing good things, I guess. But I would I would look at this as bad. Some people maybe wouldn't, which is, you know, sad in my opinion. Anti-Semitism. Which that just happened. Say? That just happened. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I, I personally think that story is a little overblown. Like usual, I actually read stories. Yeah, what is... I, I actually mean, dive into them. Okay, so it's not as big as they I, make I it. don't personally believe it is. Elon Musk liked to comment by somebody who was making anti-Semitic remarks. When you dive into it, you could easily uh, uh, view it as he's just supporting free speech. He's just doing what he said he was going to do. I'm giving Twitter, X now, the full platform to say whatever you want, whether I agree with it or not. You can view it another way if you want. I think it's a non-story story, but it's out there. But it wouldn't have affected whether or not he is the person of the year for a couple of reasons. One, it just happened. Two, it's not really a story. It came and went. And so Elon, Elon Musk, by the way, was not even a finalist. They had nine finalists oh, that good. they announced on Monday, which I did not report to you for the reasons I already documented. Uh, but their finalists were, again, biggest, most influential thing of the year. Here are your finalists. Taylor Swift is a finalist. Of course. Oh. I mean, we thought of it right away. Had a major year, re-released her albums, record-setting streams, most successful concert film of all time, highest-grossing global tour of all time. Okay, She's everywhere. And then, and th that was all then. And then came the Travis Kelsey things in the yeah. NFL and all that. Okay, other nominees for person, people, thing of the year: <laughs> the Hollywood Strikers. Hollywood screenwriters and actors were on strike throughout the year, putting a pause on the creation and filming of a new and of all new and current shows and movies. Okay. I mean, we do like our entertainment. We I, do. That absolutely affects us negatively. <laughs> it was a big story, but it yeah. came on later in the year. It did, and it and and, and 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 yeah. I don't know that it really affected us this year. It's really going to affect us now and moving into the summer of next year as we don't get our I new mean, shows. And I don't know that we were talking about it a yeah, lot. Yeah, and did it shape the world for good or worse? I mean, we're without entertainment. Is that really a big deal in the world? No. No, no it's not. I think especially now because there are so many other things to watch. Exactly. And I mean, you can find entertainment everywhere. Keep in mind, they can say that they're choosing the person, thing, entity that affected it. They're not. They're choosing whatever's going to get them the most clicks and the most sales. That, that's, that's what they're going to choose. And they've proven that over the years. Uh, next candidate, President Xi Jinping of China, who solidified his role as one of China's most powerful modern leaders. Good nomination under the guise of figuring out where China's headed and all that. Very boring, very heady, kind of thing Americans don't want to even think about or deal with. Uh, next nomination, Sam Altman. He was the, or, and is again, the CEO of OpenAI ChatGPT, he lost his job, he got it back, stupid nomination. That's as close as they get to AI. That's just a news story. They should have just nominated AI. That was so stupid. That was literally, no, you're, you're very close. It was a news story for three days. He lost his job, he got it back, and here's the explanation for everything that happened. Came and went. Stupid. That, 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 wow. Next nomination. I mean, that, that's just how much they were searching. For person, people of the year, the Donald Trump prosecutors. Former president uh, has been indicted four times in four separate cases. So we just lump all the prosecutors in and nominate them. That's dumb. Stupid. 
it's it, okay fine it's out there yeah no president in history has been indicted people are not paying attention caring no. it's so stupid barbie oh good okay oh that's a good one it was oh my god they say fans flock to the cinema to see the first ever live action barbie movie the highest grossing film of 2023 and barbie I mean, came back not bad listen of all the ones you've said now i'm like okay well so <laughs> like you get double excited because this one is way more legit than what you've been mentioning well i would i i, I would not dismiss taylor swift who <laughs> okay. we had originally Duh. i yeah, would yeah, do yeah, those yeah. two yeah of course which what does that say about our country <laughs> Right now, the two you know we what? agree on are Taylor Swift or Barbie. L listen, oh. listen, we could take it either way. We could take it as we're just living in a bubble and don't want to know the ways of the world. Or, yes, we know the world is terrible, so we want to live in a bubble right now. Which which <laughs> might be part of the argument for why we should pick either so far Taylor Swift <laughs> yes, or Barbie. Yes. See, I have an issue with it being either Barbie or Taylor Swift because I feel like they're just popular. They didn't really actually do anything to make us change as a world or a nation. They didn't put any good influences in there. They just distracted us with music and film. Maybe that's a good influence. It's distracting us sure. from this horrible world that we live in. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that, that would be the only argument I could make. And then individually, right, the amount of people that they would influence and change, you can't really... That's something that, tangible that we wouldn't know, right? Every person would have to report how they individually affected them and again remember we are trying to come to a decision based on a lie they're not really going to choose the person thing or entity that most affected the world <laughs> they're going to choose the person thing or entity that will sell the most <laughs> magazines and get the most clicks yeah. so we, we're trying we're, we're 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 playing two games here okay vladimir putin the russian president who has held the role since 1999 as either president or prime minister who continues to wage war in ukraine that feels lazy to me it's year two of that war i'm not oh, really sure why that right. makes it King Charles III, uh, who after a decade-long wait for the throne, took his position as the head monarch of the United Kingdom. If this was the UK's person of the year, sure. King Charles gets it. Yeah. A huge story there. Fine. The rest of us, not so uh -uh. much. No thanks. All right. Anybody know who Jerome Powell is? Colin Powell's brother? Okay. Uh, that's wrong, but that's a good guess. A state senator. No. Oh, a state? Not even a senator. A state senator. Is he a speaker of the House? Ah, okay. A governor. Nah. Oh, all good guesses without knowing. He's the very exciting chairman of the Federal Reserve. Uh, oh, somebody yes. pretty important, huh? You know, they manage inflation. They raise and lower interest rates. Oh. I mean, you want to go uber boring. That's who you choose. You, you choose Jerome Powell. I've never even heard the name. No, it, it's very rare you ever do hear the name of the chairman of the Federal Reserve, and it's only because interest rates keep getting raised and lower that he would even be remotely mentioned. Uh, but back to your point, Dawn, this is how desperate they were to come up with nine candidates. So, okay. the Hollywood strikers. Xi Jinping, the Chinese president. Taylor Swift. Sam Altman, the uh, CEO of OpenAI. The prosecutors of Donald Trump, Barbie, Vladimir Putin, King Charles, and Jerome Powell are your nominees okay. for Person of the Year who has been announced. I'm rooting for Barbie or Taylor Swift. Oh my God, if it's any of the other ones. Ugh. Taylor Swift. Yeah! It's, at least it's legit. The pop star's era's tour became a cornerstone of the summer's pop cultural zeitgeist, says Time, with the Federal Reserve, aforementioned Jerome Powell, even saying at one point that the concert boosted tourism and travel to such an extent that it likely helped revitalize our economy. That's how powerful she is. So they're making their case. Jeez, man, for for She did change things. She, she got so many people to travel, to go to the show, etc. It's just so strange because... 
just thinking back to when she started, wasn't she like 15 years old or something? Sounds about right. Yeah. It, I, dear God, where she has gone is she crazy. Whether also, you like her or not, you cannot and, yeah. sit there and say she has not had an impact. Right, and I'm in the not category. <laughs> But exactly, she she became a billionaire this year for the first time. She's also Spotify's most uh, th- uh, streamed artist, and Insane. it is coincidence that Forbes magazine published its list of the world's most powerful women on the same day. And Taylor Swift is the fifth most powerful woman in the world. Damn. Okay. Now is that what? What is the what, what? How is that determined? See, Forbes doesn't give us the the cat the the the, uh, the the categorization of how they determine that like Time does. Time says, oh, you have to be influential. Well. What makes you the most powerful woman in the world? Can I call Taylor Swift and get someone assassinated? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> she might yeah, know a guy. That's power. She might. Mm-hmm. She might. She's got the money. Can, can she ruin lives? And does she? Things like that. But yeah, powerful. Power, yeah, the power. When you're saying in the world, you've got to be someone that we watch on those shows like Blacklist, right? You have the ability to actually control the world. Is the absolute definition of somebody who's powerful somebody who can assassinate or ruin somebody's life? No. No, no, that's that's a fair point. I just wonder what does make her powerful. Clearly, she can fly anywhere she wants. She's a billionaire. Because everybody else that's in front of her all kind of fit into that blacklist-type world. The European, the president of the European Commission, the president of the European Central Bank, they're controlling an entire continent. These are women? These are all women. The, the Prime Minister of Italy, Vice President Kamala Harris. I mean, she's second in charge. She knows where bodies are buried. Those yeah. those all make sense to me. I think it's the fact that her fans will do pretty much anything she says. I mean, the Swifties yeah. are quite okay. the... Yeah. I mean, we can compare them to the maggots almost. Like, they <laughs> are die-hard fans. And I think, like, if Taylor Swift wanted a hit on somebody, then she could probably get a Swiftie to do it. Guaranteed, no problem. Fair. We have thousands of maggots. She has tens of millions of Swifties. You, you know, here's the thing. Because it's Taylor Swift, some of us might want to downplay, right? Like, which I get. Let me tell you, when she left country music, I was so mad at her. I was like, oh, you're never going to make it now, girl. Good bite, prediction. Bite, yeah, bite in the hand that feeds you. Bye, see ya, loser. But anyway, like, she, she is in an industry that is very male-dominated. I know we all like to think that the females run it. But it, but they don't. It's still very male dominated. So the decision for, makers, the decision because people makers right away behind, go, "What are you talking about, Beyonce, Rihanna?" Doesn't you know, matter. Mariah they all, Carey. They all had to deal with extreme misogyny to get where they are, like beyond. And so to reach a point, to me, her power is she can tell all those men to shut up now, and that's very powerful. We'll get back to this. First, we have to uh, stop everything for when Rob's changed. We do it every morning at 6.30, 9.30. We start with Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area. Bay area. Who says, I'd like to start my update today with a special acknowledgement for Stephanie, who wrote in yesterday morning in support of my unpaid, oftentimes thankless role as the self-appointed quasi-official when Rob's change mathematician. While the story that I tell myself is that I do my spreadsheeting work, not for any of you, but for my own pure enjoyment of math nerddom, in my deepest heart of hearts, I know the real reason. My inner child, my inner middle child, simply craves being seen and heard. So thank you, Stephanie, for seeing my spectacular mathification and hearing my eloquent words, albeit in Rob's sultry voice. Poor middle children. And the truth is, I may actually be able to grant the one wish that you expressed in your email. She wanted to know, like, how he did his calculations or some dumb mathy thing. You see, I don't use Excel for my spreadsheeting. Rather, I use Google Sheets. 
since this is a cloud-based platform, I can easily share the file with anyone I wish. Blah, 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 blah. It gets really boring from there. Oh, well, he could share it. <laughs> Yay. And I think he's offering to share it with her, uh, which well, I mean, that's nice. you guys can figure that out. Follow Chris on uh, Instagram. I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of this. You're not helping his intermittle child. <laughs> Just read his damn letter. I mean, he, yeah. You're completely disregarding exactly. him. Exactly. I read his goddamn letter twice a day, every day. If that's not enough for this stupid little inter- this middle child, this this youngest child has no sympathy for him. Of course not. The youngest child we had at the best. As for yesterday's 930 plane, <laughs> after Nicole's guess and Rob's clue, there are now only 182 valid numbers remaining in my spreadsheet. However, because of how the clues are structured in this round, the range of mathematically possible numbers stretches from... Eh, I can't say. Uh, he gives certain dollar amounts. Feels like a free clue. Not going to do it. So in practical terms, he says, based on a visual inspection of the bucket, the realistic working range is actually much smaller. In other words, mathematically, there are numbers that you could say, you can legitimately say it could be this number. But if you look at the amount of change in the bucket, you should be able to go, okay, it's clearly not that little or that much. In any case, he writes, those 182 mathematically possible guesses equate to a 0.55% chance that the next contestant will win the game, assuming they don't offer an idiot guess. For comparison, it is 10 times more likely that an American man, if he could change one thing about his partner, would choose to change her domestic skills. Oh, no. She's smart, funny, hot, good in bed, but God damn it, she can't make a sandwich, and that's a problem, says Chris. Yeah, girls, we need to know how to cook. We are looking for guest number 12. We went from empowering Taylor Swift to that, all in one segment. That's right, bitches, get in the kitchen. Give us, I bet Taylor Swift does not even know how to make a sandwich. Give us the correct amount of money and win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. This year, give the gift that keeps on giving. No, not herpes. A year of Rad TV. Available at members.radradio.com. We got this email, rad at radradio.com from Rodney. Hey, Rodney. Although, I, I, if, if you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, it was such a great moment coming back from that commercial break. And the first thing you see is the soon-to-be 54-year-old Dawn wincing his pain as she rubs her shoulder. <laughs> like, all right, there's an old person problem. Uh, Rodney was ready to because uh, Taylor Swift is not only the person of the year, according to Time, she is the fifth most powerful woman in the world, according to Forbes. And I asked the question, well, what makes her powerful? Can she assassinate people? Brandon brought up the point. That's not the only judge, and of course it's not. Yeah. Rodney says, in my opinion, it's all about content and your brand. She has taken copyright ownership of her own music, the songs, the melodies, publishing rights. Perhaps like a CEO, it's taking control of your own content, being able to shape it and make money. The concerts have generated a ton of money, as has the movie. He doesn't mention that. Uh, I view it, this is nice, I view it like Rob and Rad Radio. I view Rob as powerful under the same lens. You run the content and control the show, and you help lots of maggots along the way. Look how your opinions and advice matter to everyone, albeit on a smaller scale than Taylor. Yeah, I was being a little hyperbolic. Look, Taylor Swift, she is, like, like Dawn said, lover, hater, be indifferent. I'm really more indifferent to her as an artist and music. Yeah. It's like Howard Stern. It's like Rush Limbaugh. They, these very polarizing figures who you have to, if you're going to be at all fair and honest, step back and go, pretty impressive what she's done and what she's created. And, and yes, she is very powerful within her industry. And, out, and she also is very powerful in the sense of 
every time she does do something political, like she uh, she tries to uh, rally people to, to uh, register to vote, hundreds of thousands of people in a day will register to vote. Now, whether or not it translates into anything, that's not really traceable. But you can't deny the influence she has. There's this problem. I, well, I believe what I'm about to say there's a problem just in society in general. But um, I'll just speak in woman land where women want to support women, but only if we're on the right side. Their side. Right? Yeah. yeah if, if you're a lefty, they're only going to support lefties. If you're a righty, they're only going to support righties. And it, it is just infuriating to me because I know some people will look down upon Taylor because I I, I don't know. I guess according to the world, she's more left, right? But it's like— She seems to be from right? who she's yeah, supported, and, yes. But the thing is—, is and I already said it last break, but it is extremely, it's a big deal for her now to be able to tell any man in that industry to blank off because it takes a lot for a woman to have that kind of power just within the music industry. That amount of freedom and the roads that she's paving, all these women that have, women that have reached that level, they are paving the road and making it a little bit easier for the ones that are going to come behind And them. she can tell other men anywhere in any industry to blank <laughs> sure. off. Yeah. Um, ask, ask in a few other prominent names on the list. We went through the top five. Uh, Oprah's 31st most powerful. Beyonce's 36th. Uh, Rihanna is on the list. Barbie, one of the most powerful women as well. And then my favorite always, the women who are only famous because they are uh, wives or divorced wives oh, of famous men. Yeah. Uh, Melinda Gates is the 10th most popular or powerful woman in the world. And Mackenzie Scott, who was married to... Uh, Michael Scott. Peter Scott. Jeff Bezos is also on the list. The best things in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. Windrush change. What I want. Windrush change. What I want. Windrush change. Make your best guess and estimate. The calculation in rough shore of change. Windrush change. change. Caller 18 to win Rob's change is Shannon. Good morning. Good morning, Red. All right, give us the right amount of money and win it. What's your number? $647.14. $647.14 seems like a legitimate guess to me. You lose. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, it's got the right numbers in it. That's all I know at this point. <laughs> in that guess, 64714, none of those numbers slash digits are in their right position. So when I look at the correct answer, which I have in front of me, the six is not first, the four is not second, the seven is not third, the one is not fourth, the four is not last. None of those numbers are in their right position. Your next chance to win Rob's change is at 9.30 this morning. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Why not spend your Christmas vacation and hours getting caught up on everything you've missed on Rad TV? Get 
Access now at members.radradio.com. We got this email, rad at radradio.com. It's from one of our many Briannas. Hey, Brianna. So this will not make the Brianna that wrote in yesterday who said, I'm the Brianna of Rad Happy because we keep getting more and more Briannas. This is not that same Brianna. I don't recognize this Brianna. She says, I want to give a birthday shout out to the most awesome, awesome. badass truck driving bitch that hauls your trash every day, even chaining up in a blizzard, me. Brianna. Whoa. I will be celebrating my 24th, 29th birthday. That would be 53 if I'm doing the math right. Yeah. And still hauling garbage. Wow, damn. damn. Yeah, you are a bad bitch. I have no friends to give me a shout out, so here is my pathetic attempt to feel oh, love. sweet. Even though no one will give an F word of a trash talking, trash hauling bitch. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your fing cake. Nineteen days until Christmas. If you're going to serve a turkey and you still need some brine, we do have the 2023 proprietary blend of the Rad Turkey Brine available. It's online in the stupid store. Ah, uh, superstore. Still time to ship it to you at radradio.com. We also have all of our vendors and small businesses that do still have the brine. There's only a few of them left. They are listed as well in the stupid store. Superstore. If you're in the greater Sacramento area, do remember that NorCal Gun Vault is collecting toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots Christmas Drive. All you have to do is bring in at least twenty. Dollars worth of new unwrapped toys for donation, along with the receipt of purchase, and NorCal Gun Vault will give you a bag of rad turkey brine. That's Woo-hoo. only at NorCal Gun Vault. Continues all the way through next week. Full details and all of our vendors uh, are listed at radradio.com in the stupid store. Super And you're listening to us, so you are. If you got jokes, you email us, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Please don't call. You cannot tell jokes. Sorry. 13-year-old Athena starts us off. Oh, hey, Athena. Smoking will kill you. Bacon will kill you. Smoking bacon will cure it. <laughs> get you high, too. Yesterday, uh, Big D had uh, Yuletide yucks, and we had to stop and explain to Kyle what Yuletide is and also what yucks are. Yeah, I kind of forgot. It was something about seasons, right? Today, he has noxious Noel novelties. Hmm. Oh, boy. What was Santa's favorite subject in school? What? Chemistry. Tree. Wait. Oh, Christmas. Okay. Christmas tree. Yeah, tree. Uh Uh-huh. Chemistry, like Christmas tree. Chemistry. Yes. You can do it two ways. Oh, perfect. Who's Santa's favorite singer? Who? Elfish Presley. <laughs> <laughs> what is a vegan's favorite Christmas carol? What? Soy to the world. <laughs> this is for Mark. If parents give their kids... Presents for Christmas. What do the kids give their parents? What? what? Headaches. It's <laughs> year round. Oh, man. This one's from Logan. Hey, Logan. Don't throw false teeth at your car. You might denture it. Uh, uh, denture. That makes sense, Sedine. <laughs> if lightning strikes an orchestra... Who is most likely to get hit? Who? The conductor. Aha! You see, because it's electricity. <laughs> and you're conducting it. And he's got a stick. And you're conducting <laughs> yeah, lightning rod. Oh, man. These are from Tony. Hey, Tony. It's a rough batch today, I must say. <laughs> I went to a fortune teller, but she was too angry. I went to a psychic, but he was depressed. I'm just trying to find a happy medium. 
What do you call a fly who keeps making excuses? What? A uh, but 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 butterfly. <laughs> oh, that got a smirk from Kyle. Yeah, I'm in a happy mood-ish. I got shot in the head. Don't worry. Everything's fine. I'm currently having breakfast with Betty White. Ah! Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Why don't I get it? Because she's dead. They're dead. Got shot in the head. Oh, he's dead. dead. Yes, and he's okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, all right. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Yep. There it is. These are from Dennis. Hi, Dennis. <laughs> What's the difference between tennis and arson? What? In tennis, it's game, set, match. In arson, it's set, match, run. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Oh, no. I have what I call a rating agency sex life. She's always moody because I'm standard and poor. <laughs> yeah, I knew that wouldn't land. It's a money Whatever. I don't write them. Standard and Poor's, that's the S&P 500. Moody's is a rating agency that rates... Yeah, you, no idea. If you have jokes, you can email us, rad at radradio.com, and you really need to. That was pathetic. That was a really, really bad oh, round. And you narrowed uh-huh. them down. You maggots can do better than that. You can give me better choices. <laughs> Truth is, I didn't narrow them down. That's like all we got, because you guys suck. All right, and the only way that we get through to you is to shame you. Send us jokes, good oh, jokes. Man. Not crappy jokes that we've already told, that we've all heard a billion times. Like, good goddamn jokes. It's Christmas. You can do some seasonal jokes. Like, anything. Don't make me go searching the internet for jokes just to kill a segment. God. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the dog who's a musician who's a labracadabrador anymore, all right? Oh, We've told that cute. a billion times. Yeah, great. Great. So's the six-year-old, but we're not going to put him on jokes from the maggots. <laughs> God damn it. Well, they send us good jokes. Yes, that's different. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, you you ate a you, you took you ate a happy meal and mom was angry at you. Shut up! Send me something original. God, damn it! R A D at radradio.com. <laughs> I heard that one. Yes, you have a million times. <laughs> I've told it I over and over again. <laughs> you know the difference between a wife and a job. The job still sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's old news. God, damn it! <laughs> Let's play Master Movies right now. All right, you get a free 30-day membership to Rad TV at members.radradio.com. And once you get that, you are qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings that we're doing a week from Friday on the 15th. And you have to choose which grand prize drawing you are eligible for. Either the big old party. We've been phrasing it as a company party, but as we mentioned yesterday, yeah, you can just take a bunch of friends. Doesn't matter. At Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada for up to 50 people. Damn. VIP bowling garage with four private bowling lanes. Catering options from the taco bar to the prime rib. It's valued at over $2,000. Or you can be eligible for the drawing to get a pair of second row courtside seats complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings take on the Detroit Pistons February 7th. I mean, that's the reason to take that one, the lounge. Yeah, like the beam. N- yeah, never mind seeing one of the best teams in the NBA. <laughs> oh, and the beam. The Kings. Oh, that's yeah. right. Go for the beam. Beam. Either way, for Master of Movies, you get a hint and a movie clip. You have to tell us the movie it's from. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie title, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master of Movies. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.
what's in Santa's sack. Hopefully something from the stupid store. Buy all your rad swag at radradio.com. Couple emails here, uh, rad at radradio.com. First one is from Michelle. Hey, Michelle. So we had uh, Brianna, the garbage truck driver, write in and wish herself a happy uh, birthday because she no. said she doesn't have any friends, oh, nobody cares. Girl. Michelle says, I would like to add my birthday wish to the cool as hell truck driver, Brianna. I made friends with her at a couple of the Drinking with the Maggots events last summer, and we still text to this day. Oh. She actually reminds me every Wednesday to make my pigskin picks for our football Ooh, pool. Yeah. Team Don, her birthday <laughs> wish to herself said no one cares, but I do. Happy birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Oh, and I always love uh, emails like this. So we did a, a, a fairly um, uh, putrid round of jokes from the maggots. Uh, the, uh, not a lot of choices, and the jokes were not that good. And so the only thing that works with you people... You people? ...is shame. So I'm trying to shame you on the radio and telling you, look, I realize it's the end of the year. We, more than anyone, realize it's the end of the year. We're tired. We don't want to be here. We are. We understand you're busy. you got holiday parties. You're trying to buy presents. You're trying to figure out if you're going to travel. You, you can't pay your bills. I get it. It sucks. But But... Send in some jokes, some new jokes, some original jokes, some jokes we haven't told in a long time, not the same old crap. So a bunch of emails are coming in, garbage, oh, just garbage. But thank you. Oh, they're trying. Exactly. Oh, they they're, don't they're, know what we've they're, told. They're trying, my patience. Why don't they know? <laughs> Why don't they know? Well, because... It's a, it's a daily segment. Right, and not everyone hears it every day and memorizes and every joke. They're sending in jokes you hear everywhere. You're not just on this show. God, awful. And then Cody writes in. Hey, Cody. Says, I always send you guys jokes that I haven't heard. You guys tell, I haven't heard you guys tell yet, but you never read them. I'm not going to put in the effort if y'all aren't going to read them. Well, that's because the jokes you send in suck. Oh, well, or, sorry, buddy. Or... We've told them, or I've seen them, every goddamn day for what? How long have we been doing this stupid segment? Four years now. Oh, a peanut walks into a ball, a bar, and he's a, he's assaulted. <laughs> he's assaulted peanut. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. It's the dumbest joke. I'm not telling it again. How do people in Italy contact the dead with a Luigi board? <laughs> I've told that a million goddamn times. But how do you determine what's dumb? Because some jokes that get through are, are dumb. Go to hell, Cody. If they're new, I'll tell them. Gotcha. If, if they're just the retreads of okay. every joke that so, every loser at the water cooler at the office is telling. So just so people can know, right? God. So it's like, maybe you're thinking, eh, this joke, not so good, but it's new. Yes. It might get through. Uh, yes, it might get through. If everybody has heard it everywhere all the time, just save yourself the computer ink. Well, I guess you wouldn't be using the ink. We would when we print out. The, you know what I mean. Just just send them good jokes. <laughs> The only thing worse than two girls running with scissors is two girls scissoring with the runs. We've told it a billion oh, times. There's oh, nothing really that bad about it. But it's so oh. old and tired. It's like, oh, is this a best of show? God damn it. <sighs> Master of Movies. We have a free 30-day membership to Rad TV and members.radradio.com. And you're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings either. You will be in the drawing and you pick. For the uh, giant party, company or otherwise, a coconut bowl at Wild Island Sparks valued at $2,000 or the second road courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons February 7th. Rhiannon, your caller 18, good morning. 
Hi, good morning. Good morning. morning. If you know the movie, you win. If not, we will go to Matt. Good morning. Good morning. morning. And Lisa, your caller 20. Hello. Hello. We are looking for another one of these dreadful new comedies of uh, uh, Christmas comedies of 2023. We're all named after Christmas stuff. Seriously? Just now figuring this out. The new Christmas special. We've talked about it on the show. We're all named after Christmas stuff. Seriously? Just now figuring this out. Rhiannon, do you know the movie? Is it Candy Cane Lane? This is the new Eddie Murphy Christmas movie that's not putrid. It certainly isn't as bad as Best Christmas Ever on Netflix. Right, that's good news. Yeah. It's not really good. <laughs> Kyle thinks it might be good for kids. Yeah, it's good for kids, but uh, for an adult, yeah. It, it kind of devolves quickly. Uh, Eddie Murphy is trying to win the neighborhood Christmas decorating contest. He goes down the road of magic. Figurines come to life, and ha, 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 hilarity ensues. I do kind of like the elf character, the mean little elf girl, whatever her name yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, Peppermint. She's it, actually really good. It though. has its moments, It's uh, but it, I wouldn't oh, recommend it to anyone. Is she like an adult? Yes. Yeah. You know she who, runs the store. Okay, I love this girl. If I mm-hmm. exactly who I'm thinking of, she was in Office Christmas Party. She was the pimp, right? Oh yeah. Of the yeah, hooker yeah. girl. Yeah, she yeah, was. She's yeah, yeah, she's funny. Okay. Yeah, and this is my oldest daughter, Joy. <laughs> Joy to the world. <laughs> Get it? Wait, Joy. Whoa. We're all named after Christmas stuff. Seriously? Just now figuring this out. I have to admit that was my idea. Yeah, I kind of talk mom into that. Two more chances for you to win uh, at 8 and 9 a.m. And now, baby, here's Dr. Rob, the doctor of love. Dr. Rob. Here's how the Dr. Rob segment works. You got a question, a comment, a problem of your own? Phone number is 888-989-9811. You can always write to the Dr. R-A-D at radradio.com. I'm not really a doctor, so you should suck it. Uh, yesterday, we had a Dr. Rob letter from a dude who on Monday night was at a uh, beverages store that sells beverages and then, like, more stuff. Totally. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, and uh, there's a, as he's getting ready to check out, there's a dude uh, that's at the, at the door, and there's an employee who's telling the dude, leave or I'm going to call 911, and dude it yells profanities. So the store clerk calls 911. Dude comes over and grabs stuff off the counter where our letter writer is, and runs out of the store, stealing whatever it is, bottles of liquor or whatever. And he was having, our letter writer was having a crisis, a, a conscience crisis. Should I have done something? Should I have, should I have stopped him? Should I have gotten involved? Clearly, the, the store has a policy that the, the clerks don't get involved. They just call authorities, which is very common with corporate businesses now. And we talked it through and said, well, I mean, why? It, it, there, he's not attacking you. There's nobody in harm's way. Uh, the store has their policy, um, and, and they've decided they don't want their employees getting involved. And you don't know what dude is all about. Does he have a weapon? Does he? Is is why is he upset? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We we just don't live in that time anymore. And now more than ever, people are really, really on edge about yes. shopping and going out and things like this. And a lot of people are desperate. And Dawn made the point yesterday. You step in, there might even be people in the store like, oh, let him go, vigilante. What's the big deal? He's he's stealing from a big business. Yep. Just hard to justify. Uh, So um, Robert wrote in and said, uh, something similar happened to me while shopping with my wife earlier this year. We were at the checkout counter located on the side of a shoe store near the entrance when the clerk just left the desk 
and started to intercept a masked woman who was rushing out carrying a garbage bag full of shoes. Wow. The woman was out of the door in a matter of seconds, and everyone in the store stood watching in surprise as the clerk yelled after the woman that she would not be allowed back in the store. Well, that'll, that'll show her. Mm. How do you know she's masked? Okay, yeah. so a woman with a mask on isn't allowed back in the store. Okay. Well, and she's just going to go hit up other stores. This is expected in certain places, but not here, wherever here is. I'm a former Marine, but was surprised as everyone else was, as, was shoe shopping with your wife is not a high... I'm sorry. I'm a Marine. I'm a former Marine, but I was surprised as everyone else as shoe shopping with your wife is not a high alert situation. After the clerk came back, she apologized as she wrote down the car description for the police report and said the company policy forbid interfering with the shoplifters. I talked to my wife afterwards, wondering the same things as the original letter writer. I felt like I should have done something, if only run up and grab the bag of shoes. But by the time we realized what was happening, she was out of the door. My wife reminded me that it was not my fight. And we don't know if she had a helper outside who was armed or what. Yep. I could have ran out and tried to catch her, only to get jumped. Or worse. In short, while I hate this attitude, I do agree with the let authorities deal with it advice. It's not that the letter writer is ignoring it, but that he realistically assessed the situation. Dawn pointed that out yesterday, and it is still true. And also, this is the, this is the thing, and I know it's jarring for a lot of you. You do have to consider this now. Yep. When you are shoe shopping with your wife in a suburb. It is happening. It is spreading. It is spreading to uh, affluent areas. And that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, thieves who are getting away with it in major downtowns, which are not necessarily always the most affluent places, even though that's where you might used to have found your, your, your big-time stores like Gucci and Versace and stuff. They're getting away with it, and they're thinking, wait a minute. I might have just as much success at Gucci and Louis Vuitton in Beverly Hills or Roseville, California. Or Reno, Nevada. And that's what they're branching out to. Because we've opened all these high-end stores in what are supposed to be these quote-unquote safe suburbs. And they're still getting away with it. So you do unfortunately have to think about all these things. And I, I agree with you, Letter Writer. Whether you're a, a former Marine or somebody who just wants to be a good Samaritan, these things are not your fight. You and your wife have to get home safely. Yeah, I, I, I really wanted to, for me, what uh, truly stood out was the sentence of this stuff doesn't happen here huh. we it, it, just to piggyback on what you're saying rob it does like we have to like we live in a very safe area and there is stuff happening uh, it, it, that isn't supposed to happen in this area i don't really think anyone uh i don't want to say anyone because that's just superlative but i i think most can't really say that anymore I'm surprised at some of the video because I'll follow some like sheriff sites or whatever on Insta and I'll sit there and go, what the holy hell? Showing these masked men in neighborhoods that masked men should not be at trying to rob a house. It's insane. It, you're just sitting there and you're like looking triple, quadruple times at the neighborhood and you're like, oh my God. And certain stores you want to go shopping at. Like I will sit and question, do it. Maybe I'll just get delivery. You know, like I have those thoughts sometimes because I'm like, this is happening now everywhere. Not that I'm like paranoid; it's going to keep me inside. But it's weird to like have to think of it if you're used to living in a very safe area. The naivete is what's so dangerous too. Is that people just don't believe they, it, it, there are there are still way too many people who either have no idea what's going on or they see things on social media or if they watch the news or whatever. And again, they say, oh, big city. Oh, yeah, well, San Francisco. Oh, Philadelphia. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not where I live. Yeah, 
where you live. And there are there are things that I have I, I have altered certain behaviors. I will. I mean, I, I, I'm a guy for 30 plus years. I'm out at 3 a.m. I'm on the roads. Um, I, I will. I am very specific now about which gas stations I'll stop at if I want to get gas in the morning. Um, banks. I used to have no problem going to ATMs at 2:33 in the morning, um, knowing that I'm in a quote safe neighborhood, mm-hmm. well lit and all, uh, to make deposits or get withdrawals. No, no. Yesterday I had to, I had to do that, and I waited until after the show because it's just not necessary slash prudent because there is this stuff that is going on in too many places and it's important just that people there is a balance as dawn's alluding to between living in fear and living prudently and recognizing is this a situation i even need to put myself in and thinking from a criminal standpoint i'm thinking that the safer quote neighborhoods to be in like you said you're 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 not um you're afraid to go to the atm in a nice neighborhood now but I think, like, as a criminal, they probably target those neighborhoods specifically and those stores because they know all the good stuff is there. And now they know no one's going to interfere at these stores. So it's kind of like a grab, you know, well, get what you want and walk away with it. And here's the other thing I don't know um, to, to that point is, for now at least, well, I know where we live, um, cops are there right away, right? And people, the, the, the response time is quick, from what I've seen in the different stories and even certain things, not to get into details, in, even in our own neighborhood. And then they'll patrol afterwards when there's nothing happening for long periods of time, which is nice. But how long is that going to last? I don't know, right? Like how, how long does something like that last when it's maybe new to your community? So I don't know. And, and you know, relying on others, whether it's cops or, or, or is not is not a good strategy. No. And and that brings us also back to that 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 machismo tough guy thing of well i don't care i'm not gonna be afraid that's all right i got a taser i got a concealed really do you want to is it that important that i make this deposit at three in the morning that i'm putting myself in the position that i know this shopping center that used to be really safe is now more and more uh, uh, filled with homeless people that okay, I can take care of myself. Do I need to deal with that? Do I do I want to deal with the possibility of tasing a guy or worse? Or do I just go at three in the afternoon like I did yesterday? It, and unfo- it's very, very unfortunate that we have to make these, and you don't have to, you can just continue to you know, go about. It's just that being aware that yes, it is happening wherever you are and it's spreading um, is just, it's an important thing and it doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon. Are guns safe at home? We don't, it's filled with guns, not because we want to use them, in hopes that we never do. If I am taking a gun out of that gun safe, that means there's trouble. There's problems happening at the house, and we don't want that. Right? Like Some people think that people load up with all these guns because they're gun-happy and want to go shooting about. No, it's literally for protection that I hope I never have to use. Uh, oh, my God. And that's protection I, I, of your home. Uh, protection of my which, home. Which yeah, yeah. is while part of the conversation of anything going on, radically different than we can't even go to stores now and and, and or consider everything, because everything's a lot different when you're out in public. Oh, if, if I had a concealed care, if I had something that was concealed on me carrying, I I would think even more when I went out, because again, I, I 
I don't want to have to use it. You know, it's 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 for an emergency situation. Like you were hoping a once in a lifetime or never thing that you have to deal with. And what's crazier now is that it's also in our neighborhoods more often because of porch pirates. So everybody gets Amazon delivery. You know, some people might be afraid to be going to a mall because they think it's going to get robbed or something. They order all their Christmas presents online, and now they got to deal with everybody coming up and robbing them at their house. Uh, Tracy wrote in says, My mom recently had six different credit and debit cards stolen at a Pilates place while working out in Pleasanton. That's my hometown in the East Gay area. They tried to charge $300 at a grocery store and $2,700 at an Apple store. (laughs) Be careful where you leave your wallet. Credit card theft is on a huge rise, too. All forms of theft. Uh, Identity theft, credit card theft, wallet theft, every form of theft. It's, it's, uh, yes, it's on the rise. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, years ago, this is over 10 years ago, when I would do a lot of yoga. Oh, man, we all would just, in the front there, just leave our purses. No big deal. Then go back to the room. I would never do that now. (laughs) Hey, uh, the grocery store. You've got your, you've got your store list on your phone. Right, and, and and you're shopping at a really nice store in a really nice suburb in a really nice neighborhood, and you used to think nothing of. Okay, I can leave my cell phone sitting here where the the, the little kids should be sitting while I go grab the leaks that I need. Nope, back pocket. <laughs> Just it's nuts. Yeah, I hate it when I earlier or was it last week? I don't know. When I was at the grocery store and I met a few listeners. They were so nice, and one of them, and I, I'm so sorry. It's either Jamie or Jaime, and he was so incredibly nice. And he was, um, we were talking. And I even felt bad as we're talking that I kind of had to, like, go away from the conversation for a split second because I realized, oh, my cart's behind me. I can't see it. I'm allegedly in a very nice, you know, safe neighborhood, but mm, I don't know. I don't want to turn around and my purse and phone are gone. So, sorry. need to, like, not talk to you for a second. More traditional Dr. Rob letter here from Greg. Hey, Greg. Who says, this is not my real name. This is my alias because I don't want anyone to know who I truly am. Good. A few weeks ago, I wandered into a local bar and began chatting with the attractive female bartender. I had a good time, so I went back the next evening. We talked some more, and it got more flirty. Each time that I go, I find her and I getting a little closer. There's increasing amounts of touching and hugging. My friends that have seen her and I together have advised me to go for it. The problem is that I know that she is not, quote-unquote, available. She has made one or two passing comments about having a boyfriend, although not in a deterring manner. I've seen her act towards me in a way that is beyond friendly, unlike how I see her act with other patrons of the business. The real problem I have is that I've been cheated on before. My quote-unquote happy marriage was broken up in a fireball of gaslighting and the birth of my child only to find out it wasn't my child. Oh, so sorry. Oh, I'm That so was the sorry. worst moment of my life, and falling towards oh. an involved woman is making me relive that moment, except now I'm dreading being the guy to break up a relationship. I don't know how to proceed. I like this woman, and she seems to like me. We have great conversations and similar interests, but I can't in good conscience ask her out knowing what I know. I don't want to talk to her about her boyfriend because that's not my business. I also don't want to miss my window of opportunity. What? I'm stressing a lot. I'm not sleeping well. I'm having bad dreams. I'm not trying to marry her. I just want to go out for a cup of coffee, and I feel terrible about it. To round out the picture, I'm 44. She's 38. There's no kids involved from either of us. She does not live with her boyfriend. I live alone. In the seven years since I've been divorced, I've dated off and on, but I was never ready to move forward with anyone, and now I finally feel better off financially, physically, mentally, but I'm stuck not knowing what to do here. What are you kvetching about in there, Brandon? Well, you're basically answering your own question by saying you don't want to be the the person to cause such 
issues that you had in your previous relationship? Why would you want to be the reason why this this woman and this and her boyfriend have to go through a terrible breakup and 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 have the boyfriend find out that she's been sleeping around behind his back? Now, if she wants to be a philandering slut. She can do that, but you don't have to be contributing to that. Why ruin a good thing that you have? You you feel better off now? Everything's going well for you? Is it really worth it to you to ask this person out? I mean, you say you don't want to talk about the boyfriend, but you've talked about the boyfriend. The boyfriend comes up. She brings it up. Why don't you ask her, hey, you know, I noticed that we are flirting and this thing is seems to be progressing over the last couple of times I've been here, right? Like, it seems like there's some sparks flying, but you keep saying something about a boyfriend. What's that all about? Okay, so I've worked in a bar and this is my insight. I'm guessing she's flirting with you a little bit because you're a returning customer and I'm guessing you probably tip good because you think she's cute and she probably wants you to return as a customer to keep getting tips and or you're also a home base for creeps. So she probably has to deal with a bunch of creeps and then she realizes you're a nice guy. You can have a good conversation and then you don't go overboard and touch her inappropriately. So she probably comes to you and keeps that conversation going as well. And the reason she's bringing up boyfriend is the, hey, just so you know, you're just a friend back off. I have a boyfriend, but I still, because of my job, need to flirt with you a little bit to get tip money. That's just how the game works. I know not every bartender does it, but there are a big chunk of them that do. And if it is that, it's just a dead end. Yeah. Because eventually, if he does just go for it and ask her out in your situation, she's going to say, no, I've told you I have a boyfriend. And then it just all ends right there. Yeah. That would be one way to find out if that's what's going on. Okay. Do you... I I hate that you don't really see what's going on or you're, you've stuffed it so far down you can't see it. You're wanting to date your ex-wife again. Like you, you, You're attracted to someone who did something like this to you. What, why do you want to go out with a girl? Let's say she is genuinely flirting with you and genuinely wants to hook up with you and is willing to cheat on her boyfriend. Now you're in the same position you got yourself out of. What are you doing? Run for the hills. This is, oh my God, stop. She is exactly what you got yourself out of. She will then do this to you if she's doing this to him. Oh my gosh, stop it. You know it's bad when Dawn God. nails it. I mean, that, that's how obviously bad the situation is that Dawn figures it out right Shut away. Because if, if it's Kyle's scenario, we already covered that. Uh, you're just completely misreading the room. Um, and, and, and Brandon brings up that you feel financially better off, uh, physically better off, mentally better off. There's plenty of choices out there. And you're not looking at this girl as, I just want a banger. If it was that, that's a different answer for me. I, I, I do not buy this whole thing with all things being equal, that you're the person that's going to break up the relationship. No, you're not. She is. She, if, if, if it, as Dawn says, this is legitimate. She's the whore. She's the one that's going to break up the relationship. You would just be a conduit. And if you were just trying to get laid, that's just between you and your conscience, which you wouldn't have one if you're just trying to get laid. This is more than that. This is about you feel great and you find this person that you think you have a connection with. And to Dawn's point, how do you have a connection with somebody who's so willing to cheat on who they're with? Which takes you back to your other relationship, which, by the way, it's been seven years. And the possibility of going out with a woman who has a boyfriend is triggering your memories of being cheated on. You need to heal from that still. You have not healed from what your ex-wife did to you. And that needs to be addressed 
quite honestly, in my opinion, before you go out with anyone. And not only that, your self-worth is not where it should be because you are willing to go back with, you're willing to date the same type of person that your ex-wife was, and you think you're going to miss your window on this kind of person. Is this what you think you deserve? Another relationship like this? What? I want you to miss out on this. This woman (laughs) is no prize. None. Zero. Good God, what are you doing? And sadly, you might need to not miss out on this so that you can learn that lesson. A couple of emails that came in. Richard says if she likes you, she'll be down and available when she's single as well. Have some self-respect and chill out. Christopher says, get off your high horse. She's becoming friendly with you because you are familiar. I and many others have flirty bartenders and servers who are just playing the game. It's not a bad thing. It's just how they get tips. It's a norm in the industry. There you go. Dr. Rob is not a real doctor. He only plays a doctor on the radio. Most of the time, he's full of crap. You can write to the doctor anytime, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Showing up when we feel like it. Happy holidays. Got a few emails. RAD at radradio.com. First one is from member Maggot Stacy. Hi, Stacy. In the Sacramento area, we're back on regular old radio, 1047 FM 890 AM. We've been having some fun over the last month or so about the uh, 890 AM signal and how far it does or doesn't reach and why does it get all the way to Benicia for one listener, but another listener in Vacaville can't pick it up. <laughs> a weird radio thing. Stacy says, I work in Redwood City in the gay area. Gay area. About 25 miles south of San Francisco. Yesterday at lunch, I couldn't get my Bluetooth to connect so I could listen to the app. I decided I would try the radio and see if I could hear you on 890 AM. And to my amazement, Rob's voice came through my speakers loud and clear. Thank you for everything. Signal stronger during the daytime, and we get uh, weird stories uh, from all over the place. Uh, we got this email from Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Had a lackluster round of jokes from the maggots Boo. earlier. Not a lot of choices. Uh, <laughs> uh, some new ones, but they weren't very funny. So I tried shaming you into doing a better job. So far, the submissions have not been good. Uh, Keep trying. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, because the worst thing that happens to me is I see them and I just get more ill and I throw them away. And that's better than just not getting any. Andrea says, I don't contribute to jokes from the maggots because I'm self-aware. I know I'm a bad joke teller. So therefore, Rob, shame will not work on me. I'd rather be shamed for not contributing than being shamed for sending in such bad jokes. So come on, other maggots, get it together. Now you're being shamed by another maggot who doesn't even contribute to jokes from the maggots. That's how bad this has gotten. Katie wrote in about a crime coming to the smaller towns, the suburbs, the nicer places. Says, my husband works for South Lake Tahoe PD. Everybody always says, OMG, how nice. No, there is crime even in beautiful places. Regular people just don't see the behind the scenes. There are a lot of people in small towns, because South Lake Tahoe is a relatively speaking small town, who just aren't even aware that crime is happening. You would think it'd be the other way. Like, it'd be the biggest story. But the way we get news now and information is so different. And a lot of people just aren't aware. Yeah. That's happening right there where, where you live. And uh, one of our many Kyles, I think we're up to 14 identified Kyles in All addition right. to our Kyle, <laughs> yeah. uh, wrote in uh, for the Dr. Rob letter writer who said, oh, man, I, I, I've got this bar that I go to regularly. The bartender's flirting with me. 
And 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 he did say not like she treats other guys that are in the bar. Who knows if he's self-aware or whatever. Uh, Bo, but she mentions a boyfriend, and I don't want to be that guy. So we went through all the different variations, including Kyle, who was a bartender for a while, who said, yeah, but it, this could be part of the, the game. Like, maybe you're misinterpreting how she's treating other people. This Kyle says to the letter writer, bartenders are like strippers. They act like they want to go home with you, but they really don't. They just want your money. True. Man. It's a lesson you learn very young in life if you're lucky. Uh -huh. So there's an episode of South Park called Raisins. I suggest that our letter writer for the Dr. Rob letter, Greg, not his real name, watch that episode. Maybe something might happen and he'll get a new thought on what's going on. Which one is that? I That's the one is where they make fun of Hooters. The Hooters but, one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and Butters is like really like attracted to one of the waitresses. He keeps going back and she's just like, oh yeah, no, keep coming and gives him attention just so he'll come back to the restaurant. I, I had barely turned 21. I was in Las Vegas, actually for work purposes, and a guy that I was working with who was older than me, of course, takes us to a strip club. We spend all day there and and spend way too much money on, on drinks and strippers. And this one stripper is like all over me and she's really like nice and hot right and i'm 21 what do i know and um and i keep getting dances my buddy's paying for dances and and the time comes where we have to leave and i get a card you know the business card yeah and she and she writes her name and mm -hmm. and 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 the number of the club which is already on the business card she writes it and i'm like oh my god this is so great i'm gonna i'm gonna date or do a stripper <laughs> right yes and because i'm <laughs> Because I'm stupid. I'm right. 21. Yeah, you don't know. Right? right? Yep, the next yep. day, I'm calling. Is Kristen, or whatever the hell her name, oh. is Kristen there? <laughs> no, can I take a message and later? Is Kristen there? No, oh, I, man. It's like, it, come on, people. How do you fall for this? And eventually you realize, no, this is, the, no, God. God. And thank God I didn't, like, get in a cab and go back there. Yeah. Right? And go through the whole humiliating thing again. One of the radio stations we used to work in, one of the girls that worked part-time, um, as a DJ, she was a stripper full time, and that front row seat to me, seeing exactly what you're talking about. I, and what do I know about it? I wasn't in that world, right? She was a super sweet girl. Really liked her. I, she's on the phone. She's like, oh, hold on, I need to call all my my peeps. And I'm like, what? she didn't say peeps, of course, but whatever she said, I'm like, okay. And guy after guy after guy, she is calling to make sure they're coming, like she's mm -hmm. working you know, this Saturday, whatever it was, right? And when they're you. coming, and, when they, and each one is really thinking she likes them. And she, that girl made bank. She was very hot and she made bank. I mean, she had a strategy of when who would come in so things might not overlap, you know, so they each could feel a certain way that they're the one. And I'm like, oh. My God, what suckers! Well, and the the hard are. thing if you because because I I spent my twenties you know ah. in the in, in in the radio industry also in the record industry so you're being taken out constantly by record reps who want you to play their songs and they're always taking you to strip clubs and if you go enough you also realize there are some strippers that will actually have sex with you in the alley you just have to be able to figure out which one it is if you're into that lifestyle right and, and it's like it's 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 so like. Over the t and I do wonder now that we've talked it through if Greg, not his real name, is just doing that naive thing that Kyle has has caught on to, yeah. where he's just thinking, because it could be that the bartender really is into him. That doesn't solve the problem that she has a boyfriend, but it does seem more likely that she's kind of, she's 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 marked him. She's a he's a mark for her. And 
I know this is, uh, it might be a little mean, but I mean, he said he got cheated on in the past and he's worried about that. His whole it, marriage fell apart. Kind of gives me the feeling that he's easily walked over and girls take advantage of him. Well, I mean, like, l- let's say this is what it is. She's doing the thing that some bartenders do. She's playing him to get the tips. And from but what not he, his tip. From what he, <laughs> <laughs> he, everything still stands of the advice we gave you. Right. It doesn't matter because you are attracted you are finding yourself attracted and wanting to take someone out to coffee that is literally just like someone you got out of a marriage with seven years ago. And because you have a problem with it, you have a problem with it. And yes. you've, got, you've got to move on one way or another. Yeah. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, coming up in about 20 minutes during the next commercial break, the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? We got footage of the migration of Miller moths in huh? Colorado. Moths? Yes, moths. Is that a first on the Canine Cam? Moths? I think it is. We have a playtime with the Tux, oh, Tux the kitten. We have a oh, moose caught on a home security camera walking by in the snow. I Any dogs? It. And Biscuit the dog barks oh, at the TV while watching Wonderful. the canine cam. Uh, uh, any animals in existence, apparently, just uh, record them horizontally. <laughs> Email us red at radradio.com. You can part of the canine cam on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. We have some entertainment news. Overture, curtain and lights. It's time for So for some, it's a big day. Uh, let me check in. Brando, uh, yes. my understanding was, and I, I forgive me because this all gets mishmashed up, uh, that you were watching Squid Game The Challenge. I was. Okay, so, so there's Squid Game, which was Netflix's biggest show ever. That's a fictional show about 456 people that are taking challenges until uh, they all die. Uh, and then there's, there's a winner. There's going to be a second season of that. We don't get that until late 2024. In the meantime, they came up with a reality TV contest where 456 regular old people met up in London and have been going through similar challenges. Obviously, they don't die, but they're, they're, they're duplicating a lot of the things from this first uh, Squid Game show. How far along have you gotten, Brandon? It says when it's Netflix and they dropped the first five and then you had a week and they dropped the next four. So how far in are you? I think I've gotten through episode four, and I'm starting to get really burnt out by it. Ooh. My, my feeling about the whole show is that the contestants are career reality TV show like people. They just they they constantly go to these reality shows just to compete because they all have that type of personality that seems like oh I'm really interesting I'm really unique I've got something to bring to the table. So as it goes on. I'm just starting to get bored with the challenges. I'm getting bored with everybody crying so much hmm. as the as the games and tests go on, um, and it's just it's not grabbing me as much as it was in the beginning. So I'm not really as riveted to it as I was before. That is fascinating, and I am finding that it is one of two reactions: that one or another one, which is what my wife and I are experiencing. This email came in from Taylor. Hey, Taylor. I think Brandon could have written it. Maybe he did, using a fake email, hoping I would read it. (laughs) Says, I think the new Squid Game show is so bad. We swear the only way to get onto that show or a rule they make is you have to cry in every single scene, even if nothing is happening at all. I asked some friends on Facebook, and they all agree. Well, that's science right there. sure. I mean, Facebook. (laughs) We basically wound up watching the whole thing just to make fun of it. So in the beginning, I think, Brando, you you were of my mindset in the beginning of, Wow, they are doing a really impressive job of duplicating 
the original mm-hmm. Squid Game. Yeah, and it, it just it, there's a high burn rate in in that because they can only do that so much to keep me interested. Mm-hmm. Now it's just full blown reality TV that I just I don't like. Oh. So we didn't. My wife and I did not go back and rewatch Squid Game, and. She she didn't even make it all the way through Squid Game. I did, but I'm trying to remember from like a year and a half ago. So they roll out, and, and no spoilers here, I hope. That's, that's how I'm going to try to do this. Because it is Netflix and people are behind and they'll catch up or they won't. Uh, they roll out the, the marble game. And, and I was like, I, I didn't realize it until the moment. I was like, oh, it's the marble game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm trying to remember how's the marble game work. And, and it, it, the way, so I, my wife and I are the, the complete opposite. Totally all in. Like, so impressed with this show. So impressed with the way they're duplicating the original. So impressed with the strategy, the cutthroatness of some of these contestants when they're having to eliminate others. Uh, the marble game, you, the, the, you, uh, you choose who your partner is. But then you find out one of you's going home. One, you, you, you chose, like, your mom or your best friend because you thought you were partnering up with them. But now one of you has to lose. And one of you is going home, or both of you, if, if, if you choose to or if you can't agree on the rules of the marble game. Because you come up with the rules. Is it closest to a wall? Is it the number that you get in a, in a planner's pot? And things like that. And so they eliminate half the field. And, and the, they, they keep doing it. And, and, and the, the, the way that the alliances are building, we, we had only gotten through three, I think. four. No, we'd gotten through four episodes. Binged it all the way through last night. Couldn't stop. Just, just oh. couldn't stop because it's that. And and knowing that I was going to get the finale today, I'm like, I'm going all the way. I'm going to run through the finish all the way through the last episode except for the finale. Uh, okay, so my husband and I must be way more fans than even you and your wife because we done already went all the way through, and now we've been waiting. So just really quick, going back to the Marvel thing, what to me, what also we loved was like, oh my God, remember they all thought they were just having a picnic. Yep. They chose who they're, they're, they're just going to have a picnic with their friend. That's that is it. a little bit of a spoiler. Sorry I'm about sorry. that, folks. Oh, yeah. So, but, it, I, but these are the things I love that the show does. And then they find the marbles, and you're like, oh, no. And they know immediately what well, that means. And that's the thing you know, is that, like, that, that they set it up, and, and <laughs> they're, they're, it is a believable uh, element, at least to me, that they set these things up where you never know. Are you volunteering for something? And if you do, it's a great thing. Or if you do, you're going home because there's endless things where you where, where they ask you to volunteer or pick somebody. And sometimes it turns out you get a reward. Sometimes you get sent home. And the the strategy and and Brandon, you remember in the original episode the uh, the glass ceiling one mm-hmm. where they, they they step on uh, the the various panes of glass. That was a great episode. And in the in the show, obviously, if if you step on the wrong pane of glass, that's that's going to shatter. You die. You fall and you die. Right. On this show, they never actually explain what happens, but we know they're falling into styrofoam or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the 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 strategy of that episode, Whoa. where they come up with this idea on how. The fewest possible people would have to sacrifice themselves, and then this one bitch oh, won't do it. Yep. And I won't tell you what happens oh. to her. And and, and 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 the people that do go through with the stress, it is it is like intense. So like Brandon, so you and I, we usually I would say most of the time, not always, most of the time we are on the same page with shows, but where we do part ways are is reality TV. Mm-hmm. So I could totally, absolutely see how this is not your thing because this. For Gary and I, anyway, my husband, this is our intrigue for this. He and I love Big Brother. We love that show. And to us, this is Big Brother on steroids. 
Like they've 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 overpassed it. They've superseded it. And like it yes, the crying, the drama, the the characters of these people, the games, how it all plays out. Like we it is rare for he and I will sit uh usually we'll sit down uh watch maybe catch up on a show while we're eating dinner. That's all we'll have time for. This one, th- this never happens. We're like, oh, we shoved the TV trays away. We're like, we're in. We're like, Hank, our dog, you're going to have to wait for your, your W, your walk. It's going to wait a little bit. And we just all the way through. And then we're like, oh, my God, now we got to wait. And, ah! and and what's so fascinating about that is I hate Big Brother. I think it's one of the stupidest shows ever created. So unrealistic, so dumb. And yet this show is the exact opposite. And I don't know if it's the connection to Squid Game or what. Maybe. But but it is oh. it is so good. Uh, Nicholas wrote in and he says, I feel like I'm halfway in between Rob and Brandon on the Squid Game challenge. I do find it entertaining because of the way everything is set up. But I do find myself yelling at the TV, telling them to stop crying. Or I yell at the TV saying, why are you sacrificing yourself for some random person for four and a half million dollars? Well, the second one, that is part of the alliance. They all know and they do talk about the fact. In the end, I'm going to turn on you. But the, the, the crying thing, I admit. Yes, there is there is an over-dramatization, but I believe, and my wife agrees, it's of the people. The, the, the type of person that would go on this show. I mean, they, there, there's a couple of them during one of the, a couple of the challenges that are saying, this is the most stressful thing I've ever gone through in my life. And my wife is like, seriously? Yeah. You know, do a year in Afghanistan kind of. Really, this is the most stressful yeah. thing? You're not going to live? Uh, you're not going to win four and a half million dollars? So it's to me the way I receive it is they are just really dramatic, annoying people, and there there is also this element that I think people aren't taking into account. There's 456 contestants. Every single one of them did all of these cutaways and confessionals. The producers and the directors decide who we get to see and when we get to see them. So a lot of the 456 we never get to know, and then there's a couple of them who somewhere around episode six or seven, out of nowhere. They're like the stars of the show. We haven't seen anything because they're yes, letting yep, us in. Exactly. I mean, we're like, at one point, we're like, who the hell's this guy with yeah, the long uh, hair? Yeah. Why does he matter? Right. And yes. now he matters. Like, yeah. he big time matters. When we're trying to figure out who it is we want to win, we're then introduced to other people. And my husband and I are like, oh, okay, well, now we'll, we'll, we'll pick other folks. But if anyone out there is wondering, do they need to see the original Netflix, the TV show? I, I don't know, because my husband did not watch that show at all whatsoever. He didn't see one episode, and he's totally all in on this. He's not, like, sitting there thinking that he... To him, he's still very intrigued by the games, right? It's not like... For me, I have the element of, like, oh, that was in Squid, the, the, the TV show. Same with my wife and yeah. me, just in reverse. She, she didn't finish the show. Uh, she has a little bit of FOMO because I know what the games are. But other than that, she's, I mean, she's really enjoying it, the psychological element of everything else and everything else. Uh, Greg says, I'm enjoying the show, but there are so many people and it's hard to connect with because they will have them on camera, tell a bit about themselves, and the next scene, they're gone. That's part of the fun no. to me. And because no. then there's others that they build up who, who are, are surviving and you get to know more. Uh, um, Eric says, my wife and my biggest issue with Squid Game Challenge is most of the people are either man-hating women or weak men. We were so happy when a couple of those bitches got knocked out of the competition. I, I think they, I, I think have, they have all kinds. I was just gonna say that. That's they that's really the beauty do. of it. There's like all kinds represented, and of course, I uh, I only remember one right now. But I also get because my husband, you know, likes to tell jokes. Oh God. 
sometimes they're great and I laugh so hard. Other times I'm like, oh, thumbs down, babe. But there was a girl. There's a girl on there. I don't want to spoil alert. Um, she know? will. I have a feeling she will. No, no, no. You remember Figgy? That's her name. <laughs> His name was always like, you think she has good pudding? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. Tyler wrote in and says, I agree with Brandon. It's so long between games and listening to the drama and the people crying. The crying is killing the show. Thankfully, right now in my job, I'm doing work that's sitting and staying in one place for hours, so I let it play and watch the games when they get played. I, I don't think you're watching the show, Tyler, because that's not what's happening between the games. There is so much psychological warfare going on for between sure. the games in the dorm and with the other non-challenge challenges. I, I, I think you're... My opinion, based on your email, is you're going to walk away from the show going, well, that wasn't that good because you didn't watch the show. You're really you're missing out on the show. If all you're doing is focusing on when they're on the glass ceiling challenge or the cookie cutting, that's not the show at all. Okay, I will literally not give anything away here. But if you have seen the last episode before we get the finale, their last challenge, I, I loved that so much. Some of those people were so damn good at that. I was just like, whole. It was it was surprising. It wasn't surprising that one of them was really good at it, but there was one other person that I found very surprising that he or she ended up really doing well with it. So uh, if 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 you're like really smart, right? And you, if, the only reason that we hadn't caught up is just time issues. So we we were able to catch up last night, and I thought, all right, we're gonna binge all the way through because they're gonna drop the new episode, and Netflix drops everything at midnight, and and I'm gonna get up early. And I'm going to watch so that when I do the show today, <laughs> I know the winner because they're down to three. And if you're if you're watching, you know who the three are. If you're not, yeah. we won't spoil it for you. And they're they're going to re. It looks like they're going to recreate that last dinner thing yes! that, that they did on on Squid Game. Yep. So I wake up super early this morning, one thirty, and I immediately put on Netflix, and and it's only through episode nine. Why? They're not giving us the episode what? until tonight. Ah. At nine Eastern. Oh, mm. I hate they that. They are forcing you. I hate so it six when they PM do Pacific. That. If you want to oh. watch episode ten oh. of the Squid Game Challenge, if you're all caught up, oh. you have to wait until six PM Pacific time to watch it quote unquote live when they drop it. It won't I, be live. You know what? I should I was actually so annoyed. I that. should be yaying. Be, because my husband will be busy with work. It's not like we're gonna be able to watch tonight. And I'll feel like I cheated or something. Because it's one of those shows we agreed we'd watch together, right? If it's something you haven't agreed to, then yeah, you can get in on it. But I'm like, can we break that agreement? Yeah, I mean, these <laughs> the last one. Hey, can hey, we you, break the agreement? You gotta you gotta do what I do with my wife. It's for work, <laughs> yeah. babe. Ooh. I gotta know. Oh, I like that. I won't tell I won't I won't ruin the when you when we watch it again. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm sure it'll be great to I mean, watch two times. She wasn't up at 1.30. I was gonna watch the damn show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to know. Not because I was gonna ruin it, but I wanted the perspective of, because there's there is of of the three that are in there. To me, there is a contestant who they have presented as and who I have been saying for many episodes is the clear front runner to win. The clear, really smart, conniving contestant. Yeah. yeah and I, and, and yeah. I would love to be here knowing whether or not that person. I would be surprised. Is or is not the, the, the winner. But I can't because Netflix is making us wait uh. for 10 and a half hours from right now. Okay, so make sure I make a mental note, babe. You want me to text you? It's for work. I can text you. Hey, Dawn. <laughs> I can even group text you. Hey, Dawn, you need to watch the finale of Squid Game because Brandon's not caught up, oh so I need somebody else <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to watch it so we can report on it together oh tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's play Treble Trouble right now. We have a uh, free 30-day membership to Rad TV at members.radradio.com. And 
Once you get that, you're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings, which we are going to do a week from Friday. But you got to pick which drawing you are going to be in the running for. Either you're going to win a pair of second row courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings and the Detroit Pistons at Golden One Center on February 7th. Or you're in the drawing for the giant party, company or otherwise, at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada for up to 50 people. you got the uh, VIP bowling garage, four private bowling lanes, Catering options from the taco bar to prime rib. It's a $2,000 value. None of that matters until you win your membership for Treble Trouble. You get a three-second song clip. You have to give us the title of the song, and you win. Don't care about the artist. Read the song title. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title, <laughs> drop what's everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811-4. Treble Trouble. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Happy holidays, maggots. Buy yourself something awful. I mean, rad. In the stupid store at radradio.com. We got this uh, email, rad at radradio.com. It's from Chris. Hey, Chris. Follow up to the Dr. Rob letter from the dude who says, I've got this bar, and, and the bartender, she's flirting with me, and she's not flirting with other dudes. And, and But she mentioned she has a boyfriend. I can't do that because I was cheated on in my marriage, but uh, I don't want to miss out on a great thing. And, and we gave it a lot of different perspectives, but Kyle brought up, having been in the industry, dude, it could be. That she's just playing the game, and you're, you're a regular, and you, you tip well. And, and so I told the story of, of strippers are the same way. <laughs> yeah. But the, the conundrum there is there are sometimes legitimately connections that are made with bartenders and customers. There are sometimes legitimately strippers that are willing to just have sex with you or date you. And it, it sometimes you don't really know. And so and, and Chris and, and I alluded to a, a few times that after – my first experience when I was 21 of calling the strip club, is Kristen there? <laughs> like an idiot. Well, then later I realized, oh, wait, this girl's really going to take me out in the alley and have sex with me. Okay, so that happens too. So uh, Chris wrote in and says, I had two occasions where I was successful with strippers. I was at a strip club in my 20s. I was getting dances from a stripper for a while. I said I had to leave. She handed me a napkin with her real name and number. I thought it was fake, but I called her the next day anyways, and it was really her, and we just started hooking up. Wow. Uh, the second, I was at a party. There was a girl there, super attractive. Everyone was hitting on her all night. Turns out she was a stripper. I ignored her. She approached me, handed me her number, and we dated for a few months. So, yes, it can happen. Yes, it can. And, sure. But, but you can also spend tons and tons of money on something that's never going to happen, and they're yeah. just playing you. So you have to decide what's <laughs> worth it, I guess. Treble, 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 she told me she was going through medical school. Always. Or to be a veterinarian. We have a uh, free 30-day membership to Rad TV at members.radradio.com, and you'll be qualified for the two grand prize drawings. One of the two, rather. You'll choose which one. Either the second row courtside seats to the Sacramento Kings game on February 7th, or the giant party for up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island and Sparks, valued at $2,000. Caller 18. Hello, Amanda. Good morning. Good morning. You will guess first. If you know the song title, you will win. If not, we will go to Christy. Hi. Hi. Who's backing up? And uh, Kevin, your caller 20. What's up? What's up? 
We are looking for a holiday rock and roll song. Wow, we're really making this one tough today. What is the title of this holiday song? Amanda, do you know? Is that Blue Christmas? It is, yes. I guess uh, the only quandary there might be, is it just called Blue Christmas, which it is, or is it called I'll Have a Blue Christmas? I'll, I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue just thinking about you. I see that is one of the few Elvis songs I love. Agreed. I, I love I, I'm that. So, song. I'm I'm like genuinely happy you found one to love. Yeah, no, I, I I'm like you I know? really really enjoy that. Because I mean that's hard to do. <laughs> Brandon, are you as is it true? Are you the same that you don't like any other Elvis uh, for the most part? No, I I don't. I'm indifferent to Elvis. Okay. I never really was a huge fan, but I just recently watched the the newer movie uh, with Tom Hanks. And the, the guy who played Elvis mm. really, really well. Um, and I, I don't know if it was the movie or what, but the music in that movie made me enjoy Elvis a little bit more. Did, um, but so I'm, I'm more or less indifferent. Did they go over what a thief he was of other people's music? <laughs> did they cover that? No, they, they didn't talk about how much his manager was a thief. Yeah, yeah, on, uh, not Uncle Tom. Doctor, uh, no. Uh, Colonel Tom. Colonel Tom, Colonel yeah. Tom. Yeah, no, it's a very seedy story, but no, it was it was not meant to tell that I'm part I'm sure of not. Life. Why would they do that? Others have. They Not everybody has to. You, you know, you, you don't have to let your hatred of things soil everything all the time. I'm really just having fun. Uh, we have uh, another chance for you to win a membership and get qualified <laughs> for the grand prize drawings. We'll play the pressure cooker at 9 a.m. A couple of follow-ups to Squid Games The Challenge, not Squid Games. The second season will be out uh, late next year, 2024. But there's Squid Games The Challenge, which is the reality contest uh, that's uh, tonight is the finale and alberto wrote in hola brandon's part mexican must have tuned in late while we were talking about it, it says i'm not sure if you guys uh, went over since i just started listening live this morning but is anyone else having trouble playing the last episode of the squid game the challenge it says available december 6th that's today uh. i've been trying to watch it since midnight and no luck me and you both pal <laughs> 1.30 a.m. on my sofa going, what, what? And then I had to go to Google going, nope, we're not releasing it until 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's just so rude. Uh, this email from Greg Agree says, I cannot stand this reversion back to cable days. No, exactly. Netflix. Exactly. Blank you, damn it. Stop uh. food, spoon feeding and doing primetime releases, you dumb sons of bitches. Rant over. <laughs> I, I agree. It, I, I, look, I, and I, and I, I, you know, I very often will defend the business side of things, but we've had this discussion before. I do not appreciate nor understand the business side of this and Paramount Plus, which is really notorious for this, where they will give you maybe, depends, maybe two or four new episodes of, say, Mayor of Kingstown, uh-huh. and then one new one every week. No, I am paying for your specialty streaming service. Give it all to me at once. I'll decide whether or not I watch it all at once or weekly or on my own terms. I, I don't see the appeal. That what, what is the specialty I'm getting by subscribing to your stupid streaming service, you dummies? So the one that is really annoying Ugh. that combines what they're doing with the Squid one, not releasing it until, you know, 6 p.m. Tonight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 
how they'll release a few. And I, I've seen this on Hulu. I've seen this on Netflix. I've seen it on Paramount Plus. I've seen it on not with all the shows, just some. I don't know how they decide it. Where, yes, here's a few. Now we're taken away. And then each week, it will not be on until uh, release yeah. until a certain time. Awful. Awful. And it, listen, the morning show on the on Apple TV, which was meh on the third season. God bless them, though. Every season. They've had three seasons now. It's supposed to come out. I'm trying to remember here. Maybe a Thursday or maybe it's Wednesday. But you'll have it. You'll have it super early in that morning or even late the night before. Well, this Thank is this you. is the problem. This is the problem. Netflix is Ugh. the OG. They were the first. They they are the streaming behemoth. They set the precedent. It used to be just Tuesdays. Now they're picking other days. That's fine. But at midnight, you got everything. Yeah. Now they're being sucked down into the other streaming services. Oh. Uh, uh, thing because with Squid Game's challenge, they gave us five episodes. Then a week later, they give us four. And then a week later, tonight, they'll give us the, f- the finale. That, that is not okay. To that guy's point of us going back to network TV, mm. they've done this with The Crown on Netflix. Mm. Oh, here's the first however many of this last season. And then we're going to wait, not till next year. It's in a few weeks. I think it's coming up that we're getting the others. Oh, Why wait. did you even take that time off? Yeah, no, they, see that uh, that's, that's so nonsensical stupid. because they weren't they didn't like like look, it's one thing if they give you six episodes in February and then six episodes in November. Well, they're refilming. Your scenario, no. They they have them all done. Exactly. <laughs> and and yes, yes. These are real problems but, but in the, America. What were they taking that network TV break? No. Speaking of real problems in America, uh, we got an email from Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, I did warn you yesterday that if you wanted to remind yourself uh, of of how awful things are going to be for the next 11 months, yesterday was 11 months to the day until the presidential election. Uh. All indications are, as of right now, it will be a rematch between former President Trump and current President Biden, Jesus. something three out of four Americans don't want. No, God, the world doesn't need that. And as I pointed out yesterday, you can you can turn on your TV anytime or your streaming service to CNN, Fox News, whatever, and you can see our dilapidated current president making a fool out of himself, like yesterday, when out of nowhere he says, yeah, if Trump wasn't running, I probably wouldn't run. In other words, the only uh-huh. reason you're running for president is because you're the only guy that's beaten Donald Trump. A moment of senility, yet again. But then you had a nice moment last night where you could uh, be reminded by his competitor, Donald Trump, who was doing a town hall with uh, Sean Hannity on Fox News for an hour and a half. No, I didn't watch one minute of it. I'm not ready for this crap. But Sean wrote in and gave us his review. (laughs) He simply says, I really have never been more puzzled or to some degree embarrassed by the state of our nation's politics. We have a bumbling, senile fossil on one side. (laughs) That would be Biden. <laughs> and a ranting tyrant on the other side. That would be Trump. Why can't someone new rise up on either side and provide a viable alternative? I just want to click my heels and disappear for the next four years. I, as I've said, I genuinely believe if there's ever going to be an election where there is a viable third-party candidate, this is the year. If the Republicans insist on nominating Trump, and if the Democrats insist on keeping Biden or if Biden insists on staying running, this is the one time where a third party and, and it, it may be many other parties. We may w- wind up in like a I, I don't know how many people know this analogy, an Israel or Great Britain scenario where we have five viable candidacies and it comes down to a plurality in the Electoral College of who wins and will enough of them even get enough votes in the Electoral College. That's a whole other conversation for when we get closer. Because there are, there are many prominent politicians 
uh, Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter, uh, uh, a Republican, who, who are saying we're not okay with Biden or Trump and, and we're going to run or we're considering running. Hell, that might be your ticket for the third party, a Manchin-Cheney ticket. And, and enough Americans go, you know what? They're better than Biden or Trump. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. There are already other people out there, RFK Jr. Um, and, and others that are, are, are running as independents or in other ways that are getting traction because America is so has such a foul taste in their mouth over Biden and, and Trump. And, and so if Trump wasn't enough for you last night, the uh, Republican debate without Trump is tonight. Oh. And you can get more more taste of it tonight if you want. So, like I've heard my whole life, you know, things are cyclical. We always swing one way and the other way, and then we come back, and we just always come back. And like I, I don't know, like we can come back from any of this. Like if it proceeds with one of them, I don't even know how we come back from that. Like four more years of Biden, terrifying. Another four years with Trump, terrifying. Like. Uh, I don't even know what the world would look like. I think a lot of people are actually using that as the as the the mantra for why a viable third party is needed this year is because we need something different in 2024. We can't make it till 2028. There's a lot of belief of that. So when you're saying we need a viable third party candidate, I really like hearing that, but I'm also scared that America's not even going to even uh, pick it because I feel everybody only feels that their only options are Trump and Biden mm -hmm. and everybody's too afraid to move positions. It's all it's, uh, it's like everything else, right? It will all come down to money. A, a viable third party candidacy that would have a legitimate shot would have to be so well funded that it could penetrate into Americans brains and make Americans who don't even pay attention to this until Labor Day of 2024 go, oh, he or she can be president instead of one of these two. It's a it's a very heavy lift. Don't get me wrong. I've spent two decades making fun of third party candidacies. This is the only time I see a window if they truly do put Biden versus Trump. And it's still a heavy lift because I pay barely basically no attention to any of this. It, it surprises me every time when you bring up that there are people that will support Biden and, and, and then that there are people that will still support Trump because I mean, in my family and even friends, I have been surrounded with people that love loved Trump. I mean, Trump was God to them. No joke. And and they loved the things he did for the economy. And, and from what I've heard, it's it absolutely sounds like he did amazing things. But the, it, all the other stuff is just so bad. Like it, it's it's for them. It's we're past that and it's moved to a next level. So when you say that there's still these people, it's it. it I, I don't know. I don't know what the word is for me because the people you're describing that still support him are what the people I know used to be. Well, the, like, I mean, the, no one could do like Trump was the end all be all for them. As the observer, I, I would clarify there are there the there are radical Trump supporters. It's a cult of personality. He is the greatest thing ever. Greatest politician ever. And they they will go down with the ship with him and they don't believe anything about anything January 6th or anything otherwise. No one supports President Biden. Okay. They just don't want Trump to be the president, and they see that as the alternative. How about something happier like the holiday pile? Nineteen days until Christmas morning. Oh my gosh! Ho ho ho! Oh my gosh! Yes, you are. Twenty-six days until. The aforementioned year of 2024 begins. 
Yesterday, we found out that we are getting closer and closer to Dawn turning, of all things, 54 years old. I, 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 I've been old, but I think that officially makes me old. We are 124 <laughs> days away from Brandon turning. 37? Oh, oh my God. No, wait, 38? 38, I think. Yeah, I think. Right? I don't remember one, how old I am. You're a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what year were you born? 86, 86 or 86? Yeah, so 38. Yep. Yes, be- yeah. yep, because my niece Sarah oh, was born in 85 a year before oh, you, my so God. that's how I keep track of that. <laughs> you're so close to 40. See, 37, you're not close to 40. No, no, right. no, you're not. But 38, I mean, you're just a tick and a tick. But listen, I'm going to be 54, and I'm here to tell you, you're a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Third, late Since 30s puppies. He, he gets to work with you every day. He's like, yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> Uh, the site CandyStore.com has released its annual list of the most hated holiday candies. Oh, uh, all right. This is based on uh, is this based on a poll? I don't know. They put out the list every year. Oh, that's easy. Um, okay, sure. Peeps, because they come every season. Yeah, they finish fifth. Oh, that's fifth. amazing. Uh, because you know, maybe it's because they do have them for every year. Because they used to be Easter only, and now they are. There are there are. Pe- I don't know if that's why it's fifth. Okay. But they finish fifth on the on the most hated list. Uh, the but but. Now, so, like, whenever we do this list around Halloween, you always get the love-hate relationship with candy corn, oh, right? Yeah. People yeah. either love it or hate it. Even our beloved Brandon hated candy corn for yeah. so long. I love it now. Must be an old person thing. Oh, you, the yeah. taste buds do, do start changing. He's mm-hmm. getting closer to 40. You like the candy corn. <laughs> the number one most hated Christmas candy this year is reindeer corn, which is regular candy corn, except it's uh, red, green, and white instead of orange, yellow, white. But is it flavored any differently? No, no, it tastes just like candy corn. Why oh, hate God. it? Because people either love or hate candy okay. corn, and they found enough people that hate candy corn in the survey. All I guess. Right. Yeah. Do you know? Here's the thing: I do enjoy candy corn, but I don't want it at Christmas. To me, it's a it's a Halloween thing. The, period. Which I would suggest period. is it's a traditional thing of the way we grew up. Yes, yeah. it is. It is for Halloween. It is not for Christmas. No. If I were to see these reindeer ones, I would probably get annoyed. Like, why are you but, here? Why are you here in the candy section? Why did you do this to reindeers? I'm pretty sure, though, you would also say that's not going to be your answer is the most hated. No. It's like indifference. It's like, well, we didn't need that. Like peeps. Right? I would like to see them make it reindeer droppings, though. Make it a little brown, little tic-tac-shaped ones. Little pellets. Yeah. Little pellets. yeah. yeah. That yeah. might make it more intriguing. What's more people might want it. What's more appetizing to think you're putting uh, animal feces in your mouth? Yeah. yeah. Good, good idea. Uh, second most hated. Okay, let's see if you guys remember this. It, it, the, the Christmas nougat. So it's chewy, and, and it's white, and it's got the red thing oh, in the middle, yeah. and it's minty, right? It, it, so it's, it, you, right, you remember that, right? Yes, it's yeah. I don't know what yeah. this is. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, I feel like if you saw it, you'd know it, but because it doesn't have like a brand name of any kind, but it's just, it's, it's just white and chewy and, and minty. It, Every old home had oh, it. Oh, so there's like a Christmas tree like in the middle oh, of it? Oh, they're putting a tree in it now? Yeah. It used to just be like a red dot. They're like little toffee things, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, but eh. they don't taste good. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate them. They're... For me, they're always hard. They're oh. supposed to be soft. Like they're hard at first and then they get soft. That's because people the right thing? don't buy them. Yes, you are. And so they sit on the shelves, and then they're put back out, and and, and eventually they, they crunch instead of chew when you bite into them. Okay, this is confusing because it looks like some uh, saltwater taffy that yes. I've seen before that tastes really good. Yes. That, that's right. They're, they, they're they are going liar. for that. That's right, and yes. it's not. Oh. It's not, it and is you're not. highly disappointed. No. Um, third on the most hated Christmas candy list, they are always in the top five. They were number one two years ago, most hated cherry cordials. Oh, I can't stand uh, those. Yeah. Those the they, chocolate ones? 
Ugh. Right? They are they they're chocolate yes, chocolate the covered cherry. cherry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. cherry juice in it. Yeah, Don't eat it. Disgusting. No, no, it's no, 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 no. I only like like cherry. I don't know what that is. Like well, cherry flavoring is. Cher- you don't want cherries. Good, but cherries like um, what are they called? Hello, not the maraschino ones. I hate those. Just regular cherries you'd get. Well, that's a fruit, though. That's not a candy. Yeah, right. No, I know. I'm just saying. It made me think all that. That was It just took me awful. down that road. And why, I why, why did we have to go down that road? I was just going to say. I don't know, but you did. Uh, fourth most hated Christmas candy. All candy canes that aren't peppermint. Because, you know, we, have, we were just talking about it earlier this week. They have all these flavored candy I like canes. The yeah. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. The Jelly Belly ones, the Hot Tamale ones. Oh, my gosh. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. So good, yeah. And then we already said Holiday Peeps are the fifth most hated. Uh, <gasps> something called ribbon candy. Hard-shaped oh. candy. like a Hard candy shaped like a ribbon. Yeah. Doesn't yep. say that what the flavor is. Well, don't, don't they look like they they could be like candy cane flavor or like that, but they're they're not. I don't know what they are. Uh, seventh most hated, the <laughs> the old-fashioned hard candy mix, right, that you find mm-hmm. in the bowl with, with like different shapes. Your grandma always had it. They had like, oh. the little oblong uh, mints and, and other flavors that are just, just it comes in a bag. I'm a hard candy person. Is that the one, the mix that comes with the strawberry flavored candy that has like the strawberry goo oh, inside yeah. the hard shell? <laughs> I love those. Just yeah. those though. Yes. Not, the, not oh. all the others. Yeah, what those are, are so okay. good. I feel like those are so medical because they used to be in like a lot of doctor's mm-hmm. offices. Mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know those. Uh, this doesn't. This didn't make the list. But you know those. Uh, they're they're smaller than like ping pong sized balls, and they're peppermint flavored, and they they come individually wrapped. They're basically candy cane balls or whatever. Oh. But so they're mm. big breath mints. But they're for Christmas. So they've got the red stripe around them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are they, they kind of like? Um, are they? They're not totally hard. Right. Yeah. They're kind of soft. But they oh, are yeah. hard. And you could chew through them. Yes. And they kind of break apart really yeah. easily. Yeah. I like those. My, yeah. my, my, well then, Brandon, you, you should, I tell you what, I'll, I'll make you a, a deal here. <laughs> I gotta get my, I gotta pick up my dry cleaning today. Mm-hmm. You can do it for me because they've had the bowl of those candies out since last Christmas. Those are it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sweet stripes. Yeah. They have, they have, they have, been, they used to have Laffy or they used to have a, a, a saltwater taffy, which mm-hmm. I loved. Yeah. But last Christmas they sw- they switched over to the sweet stripe balls, mm-hmm. and nobody wants them, and they're just leaving them out. I can oh, only imagine how hard they are God. at this point. <laughs> so that's a no on my dry cleaning. Then? Am I picking up your dry cleaning? Is that what you're trying to get me to do? So that you get the, oh, the free mints. Yeah, I really appreciate the offer, but okay. nothing. All right, I'll just grab you some mints. Thank you. Yeah, there okay. you go. <laughs> um, all right, rounding out the most hated Christmas uh, candies this year: Lifesavers Storybooks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Remember? my grandma always got these. We uh, got these as kids in the m- 80s. It was like a stocking stuffer yeah. or so a gift. The package opens like a book. Yes. That's, okay, stupid. Uh. Uh, oh, this should be higher. Ninth most hated, the chocolate oranges. Ew. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, just what we all want. Chocolate yeah. and citrus no, at Christmas. No. Um, and then rounding uh. out the top 10 most hated, the highly maligned peppermint bark. I like peppermint bark. Me too. I don't mind it now. I mean, limited quantities. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't need it in the Costco-sized box. No. But... Yeah. I like it when it's homemade. I don't know if I've seen it packaged in stores, though. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, the warehouse stores. That's the problem. Oh, like the big one. Okay, okay. Uh, Andrea wrote in and said, I used to live with my grandmother who loved those cherry cordials for Christmas. I can't stand cherry cordials. 
However, she used to freeze them, and that made them so much better. Ooh, okay. I can see that. I, I have yet to even try them, but do you guys think it's a, a visual thing? Like the runniness of the cherry juice just kind of turns people off, or is that the taste of the juice inside yeah, is actually kind of gross? I think it's like it's the fact that it tastes like Robitussin. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's medicine-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron says, I once got a little reindeer toy that came with mini brown M&Ms. You filled the reindeer, you pushed it down, and it would, in fact, doo-doo out a brown M&M. <laughs> okay. All right. That's great. Next up in the holiday pile, still people that are watching, attempting to watch, or checking out uh, various new Christmas movies like Best Christmas Ever. Oh, don't do it. On Netflix, the second most streamed thing on Netflix behind, is it Leo the Lizard does show? Yep. Uh, but uh, And people are watching the whole thing through, and it gets horrible reviews, horrible oh. ratings. It's awful. It, it is uh, so Kyle bad. and Dawn and I have subjected ourselves to it. Brandon saved himself. Yeah, he uh, really did. He, uh, mm-hmm. he refused, based his, on Dawn's review. His life was extended, and ours was not. Uh, it's Heather Graham, Brandy <laughs> Norwood, Jason Biggs. It's an awful story of two friends reconnecting. It's it's terrible, and and, I, it, it's, and it's unbelievable, and it makes no sense. L- listen, Ugh. terrible and awful do not no. do it justice. Like, vomit. Like, number two, the runny stuff. The, the acting is terrible. <laughs> the, the kids' acting is terrible. It's just, uh, uh, Robert says, no way. I barely made it past the preview. <laughs> Hell no. I am not going to put myself through that kind of punishment. F that movie. Good, Good for you. you. Right. Uh, one of our many, Kyle, says, what the actual F did I just watch and waste my time on? Yes, you did. <laughs> As oh. I type this. I'm 30 minutes into this hot and steamy pile of crap movie that is the best Christmas ever. This bitch of a horrible actor jumps off of a balcony, and then all of a sudden, the movie cuts to a play where the daughter demon child is waving her arms around like a special monkey. (laughs) That's exactly how it happens. That's exactly it. That's not exaggeration. My soul is rotting away and will check back in after the end of the movie if I make it without jumping into oncoming traffic. I'm questioning my life decisions as this kid with his monkey... Can hopefully get punted across a football field. Oh, God. The same Kyle wrote in 40 minutes later. Oh, goodness. And said, I can barely formulate complete sentences of how horrendously, putridly awful this movie, Best Christmas Ever, is. This might be the first time in my 25 years on this earth that I have truly felt like my life was wasted and couldn't even do anything else to occupy my time better. God. I could leave the room and come back and feel like I started a completely different movie. Yes, that is how oh, watching it is. God, you gotta shake it off. Then you're gonna tell me that this whore of a mom should have more rings than Tom Brady with her target practice when she hits her son with that stuffed monkey from a sleigh that somehow is still lit in the air from a solar hot air uh. balloon that still has fire. I covered this scene yesterday. He's got it all right. A decorative sleigh, life-size sleigh, that was plugged into electricity on the top of the house remains lit after it is hijacked by the the rope hanger, the rope ladder, of a hot air balloon that is solar-powered. And somehow, Heather Graham's character is able to drop a monkey from however many hundreds of feet in the air a hot air balloon goes uh. down into a, a, a family holiday festival right into her son's arms <laughs> as planned. Kyle goes on to say... I can't even write this email without losing my train of thought because of this movie. My mouth is still wide open from shock that I finished this first try because I had to see how bad this was. Jesus, Lord, Almighty Christ, help anyone who bears witness to this trash movie. 
I think it's important that we we also mention how crappy um, Heather Graham's character's gloves are because she's an engineer and she makes those gloves. Oh, yeah. And then they offer to, oh, yes. to put sports logos on it. Like, no uh, one's going to buy those ugly pieces so of crap. Okay, I'm terrible. glad you brought this up. See, because the little things that are so bad, you forget because the big things are so awful. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. These gloves are designed to pick up crumbs? Yeah. No, 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 no. So, no. so oh. well, I'm sorry, Kyle. I So... All right, maybe you maybe you saw something I didn't see. I took it as remember when she was eating like the Cheetos, you usually get the orange all over, mm-hmm. and, and and the brandy character's like, oh yeah, it re- like it repels it, like there's no none of that mess on you and on them. Okay, yeah, crumbs. Is, is that yeah? Okay, I think yeah. that's how I crumbs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought it was just like the dust from certain foods. It's fine, don't listen. It's cool. Um, well, I, I think I was. We mm-hmm. just were saying the same thing, but not realizing mm-hmm. it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Either way. You know, Tomato, tomato. Either way, yeah, you, you first see these stupid gloves. This is the only part of the movie that has any type of um, uh, uh, syncing up later. Like, there's things that happen throughout this movie that they never cover, they never give you closure. You first see these gloves when they're getting the Christmas tree because uh, they're in the back of Heather Graham's uh, car, and she's trying to explain to Brandy Norwood and her husband what they do, and, and everybody's like, this is the stupidest idea ever. You can tell they're trying to overcompensatingly because she's not selling any of them. And then we get to Kyle's thing where later on in the movie, Brandy Norwood is saying, you know what? You got a million dollar idea if you just put logos of sports teams on it. And of course, I'm screaming at the TV. That's not how it works. <laughs> you, you, you can't just put the logo of an NFL team on gloves. You have to pay the NFL <laughs> to allow you to do that. Not this, that is, movie. this is not going to work out. Well, and the other reason it's a dumb idea is because um, everyone knows you want to lick the orange dust off your fingers. True. Why would you want to repel the orange dust of Cheetos? That's a good point. Alicia wrote in, making excuses for the movie, the solar on the balloon is supposed to be lighting the lights on the sled. They never explained that. They never once explained that. Somebody wrote in and asked yesterday, did they show plugging the sled into a battery pack? They never explained that. So why why are you assuming that? She does then go on to say that Candy Cane Lane was worse. Yeah, I I don't. Look, Candy Cane Lane is not a good movie. The Eddie Murphy movie. But it's not worse than, than Best Christmas ever. It, it's not a good movie, but I don't know how it could be worse. Yeah, see, with Worst Christmas, or, I'm sorry, Best Christmas ever, yeah, there is no storyline. The, the, the story goes nowhere. There's no direction. What, they get snowed in? What, what, that, that's about it. Which then that melts. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah that, there's, there isn't. At least in Candy Cane Lane, you understand the premise. Eddie Murphy's trying to win the neighborhood contest to decorate his home the best, and he resorts to magic from a local shopkeeper. Everything around the plot is really awful. And I think Kyle has nailed it. It's like it's like Eddie Murphy's doing it under the guise of, this is for kids, and only kids are going to care about it, and it's not even really that good of a kid's movie, but I'm going to make it anyways. It's not good, but at least it does have a story you can follow. Yeah, see, I'm bummed out for that person because for them, they saw two terrible movies where at least it sounds like everyone else is saying Candy Cane Lane was... Eh, to good, right? As it's not good. Like, anybody says it's good, you're you're off the well, island. That, like good for kids. No, I'm. Mm-hmm. I Kyle can say that it might kids might like it. it ain't good for Point kids. Point being, she watched this <laughs> awful movie, and then in her mind, she watched a movie that was even worse. Yeah, like, right. the poor thing. Uh, loyal maggot Ben wrote in and said, because of your sacrifice enduring these time destroying movies, I am now well versed in which new Christmas movies to avoid, which appears to be all of them. <laughs> Seems like it. Since they are all confirmed crap, I am confident in my decision to stick to watching my classic holiday favorites, and I won't have any regrets in passing on these new ones. 
I also wanted to thank you for bringing up the new Eddie Murphy Christmas movie. That's the Candy Cane Lane one. Not because I was excited to watch it. The trailer does look like hot garbage, as Rob said. But because it reminded me of another great Eddie Murphy movie, Trading Places. I will be making it a point to watch that Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis holiday classic in the very near future. Okay. It's not really a Christmas movie. I love Trading Places, but just because it takes place at Christmas time, it's not really a Christmas movie. It's like Home Alone. and you know, just don't I can't even think of that one. That's, you know, I mean, so it must not be, because oh, it's, it's not in our rotation at Christmas. No, it is a great movie. Uh, but it, Well, and that makes no sense, because it is no different than Home Alone, hey, Die hey, Hard, hey, and everything else. In our household, we have our Christmas rotations, and for us, that's under the Christmas rotation. So I'm just saying, if it was a Christmas movie, it might have been thought of. It's not a Christmas movie, and neither is Home Alone. Well, but it is. Uh, no, it isn't. But it is. And Batman Returns is. <laughs> Batman Returns is not a Christmas. Yes, it is. I, it's a superhero. I movie. don't even know on those. On Christmas. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, it's the uh, end of the year, so we get all of these end of the year lists. Uh, the most unreliable website on the planet, Wikipedia has put out their rundown of their top 25 searches in 2023. It still amazes me how many people will cite Wikipedia as a reliable source. A website where anyone literally can go in and change what is said about anything or anyone, and it is never fact-checked. I hate so much. I mean, that's a strong word, but I hate so much when I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that's all about. And then I notice it was from Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, gosh, dang it. Now I got to go look at a different source. Yeah, you get it all the time if you just Google things. <laughs> Because Wikipedia is really lame behind the scenes uh, stuff. The, the way their algorithm works, they pop up very often. Uh -huh. As when you're trying to Google something about entertainment or a person or whatever, you'll get the site and you'll get the headline and you'll get the initial view. And then, yes, you, you might not even realize. Yeah. Oh, and then hopefully you do go, oh, it's Wikipedia. And I have to cross it. It's so matter of fact. And it it's is. maybe even the answer you wanted. And then you're like, yeah. damn it. So uh, all that said, though, that, that that doesn't make this list illegitimate because we're a bunch of morons in this country and we searched for Wikip things on Wikipedia thinking it's a legitimate website. So what were we looking for? Of course, this is worldwide. Uh, the uh, number one most searched for thing this year on Wikipedia was ChatGPT, nearly 50 million page views. We wanted to find out more. Tell me more about uh, AI. Uh, Wikipedia is really well known for this. Deaths in 2023. They keep a, the, a long list of people that have died, uh, prominent Aww. celebrities. And, and people, like, they're in um, pools online, uh, death pools, I forget what they call them, where you're predicting who's going to die next. And <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> so, and then, then sometimes there's, like, the other day when Sandra Day O'Connor, the first uh, female justice uh, of uh, the Supreme Court, died. It's like, I didn't even know she was still alive already. So you go in and you search for, yeah. is that right? Uh, the uh, Oppenheimer movie was the fifth most searched for. The Last of Us, the non-zombie zombie film. Oh, yeah, that was good. On uh, HBO. Uh, Taylor Swift was the 12th most searched for thing on Wikipedia. Just her name? Just her name. <laughs> Just want to find out more about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Who knows if that's NFL related, tour related. Right, yeah, yeah. Having teenage daughter related. Uh, Barbie the movie was uh, 13th most searched for. Matthew Perry, 17th. Of course, he died yeah. this year. Oh, I want to get his book now. <laughs> Exciting. You can get his audiobook so you can hear his voice oh, like he's still alive. I loved him. You, you, you want to get dead Matthew Perry's book, like his autobiography? Yeah, that he, that he wrote. Mm. Yeah, I really do. Now that he's dead. <laughs> You, you want no, to get I mean, I did book. want to get it before, and then I forgot about it. And then his death reminded me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the only reason I haven't is because my Apple Pay wasn't hooked up to whatever source I was going to buy it through. And so I was like, ah, I'll do it later. But, yeah. I, but I'm going to do it in where I it could be on my phone and I could read it that way. 
I don't want to actually. I'm usually a book person, but I don't know. Maybe I'll do the book. I'm going to do the book. Okay, thanks, y'all. You helped me. Sorry, that was all very interesting for everyone else. Oh, yeah. But no, I talked uh, it through hey, with myself. I, I'm having flashbacks to watching <laughs> The Best Christmas Ever on Netflix, wondering where is where is the time in my life going while I'm listening to you work out why you want to read an autobiography of a dead addict who probably lies through the whole book. Oh, oh man. I mean. Well, don't do that. Don't ruin oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't point out possible factual information. Possible. Possible. Right. But this was his truth, where he's actually telling the truth. Well, and who 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 can you believe more than an addict? <laughs> Some turn their lives around where they are actually telling the truth. Of others their story. Others drown in hot tubs. Oh, oh man. You know, I mean, you know, tomato, potato, tomato, Chandler. potato. Oh. Love that character. Fine. At least you got <laughs> yes. that right. Love that character, Chandler. <laughs> Um, Elon Musk uh, was also uh, uh, one of the, he was the 19th most uh, searched for uh, person thing, whatever, on Wikipedia for 2023. Uh, as we mentioned um, earlier in the week, uh, this is the 20th anniversary of the movie Elf. Oh, I love Elf! Holy crap, 20 years. 20 years. Oh, Jesus dang it. Christ. No. Uh, the, uh, the fun facts. These are actual facts. These are not written by Matthew Perry. <laughs> Shut up! These... <laughs> these are confirmed things from the movie Elf. You may have heard some of these before. Will Ferrell was not the first choice to play Buddy the Elf. Yeah, we, you, oh, really? we do these lists all the time. Tom Selleck was supposed to be Indiana Jones. No, no. Al Pacino was supposed to be Han Solo. Yeah, no, that would have never worked. Um, Will Ferrell, he's like, yeah, you're Buddy the Elf. But and usually when you hear it, you go, oh my god, that never would have worked. I always thought. It would have worked. It just would have been different if they would have gone with the first choice to play the Grinch over Jim Carrey, which was Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson could have pulled that off. I mean, it's Jack Nicholson. At that point in in, in his career. It would have been an entirely different movie, but he could have pulled it off. This one, I think he could have pulled it off. Will Ferrell was not the first choice to play Buddy the Elf. Jim Carrey was. But he dropped out uh, because the script was written all the way back in 1993. And the script was written for Jim Carrey. Oh. But he dropped out because it took a decade. To make it, and he moved on to other things. Listen, I do love, I would say, most of Jim Carrey's movies. I'm not able to think of one off the top of my head. I don't know if he's done something serious I didn't like, whatever. But I, I am a fan of his movies, and I'm glad he didn't take the role. Because he would have Jim Carried it up, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I just love the elf we got. Right. Like, I, I love this no, no. elf, you the, know? It, it, it Agreed. Jim Carrey would have pulled it off, and Elf would have been a perfectly fine holiday movie for all of us. We would have never gotten the really good version that, that Will Ferrell never, gave everybody. Yeah. yeah, and the Will Ferrell's perfect for it because he has that childlike innocence that oh he's God. able to portray, yeah. and it's 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 gold for that role. Jim Carrey, I think, would have been more ob- obnoxious mm-hmm. with the Elf, and yeah. we have, would have been a little more annoyed with the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other facts about Elf the movie, Buddy's costume that he wears is based on the outfits that the elves wore in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, cool. I mean, if you've ever thought about it, you're an idiot that you don't know that. So it's not that you don't notice it, but if you've ever thought about it, it's like, well, duh, that's exactly where they came from. They look just like him. Buddy's 12-second burp. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Every did time you, my husband and I burp, we you hear that? Say, yep, that's what we say. Uh, that was real, but it wasn't done by Will Ferrell. It was performed by Maurice LaMarche who did the voice of the brain on Pinky and the Brain. Oh. He actually did the 12-second burp. The cotton balls that Buddy eats in the doctor's <laughs> office, those are actually undyed cotton candy. Oh, my nice. oh. 
Uh, Buddy's fight with the fake Santa. Oh man, was done in one take. So good because it took the art department weeks to decorate the department store, oh. and director John Favreau told them, "Just go nuts and wreck it. We're going to use whatever you do." Excellent. That's awesome. And oh, uh, Will Ferrell turned down twenty-nine million dollars to make a sequel because he said oh. at the time he was worried that it would suck and people would accuse him of doing it for the money. We all know now that is not the reason James Caan came out and said it was because Will Ferrell hated John Favreau, the director. They never got along. They almost cool. came to blows uh, when they were making the movie Elf. I'm glad. Because, no, it, it's just that we didn't need any of that. It's just Elf. As much as I love Elf, I don't I don't want another Elf. No, no, no. So I wish this would happen more often because now it's a timeless classic mm-hmm. piece that won't be ruined. Hopefully. Oh, it will. Hopefully, oh, Hollywood. It will. They'll redo it. Oh, no, 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 no. They'll no, give no, us a, no. a totally different elf sometime in our oh. lifetimes. We'll get a prequel or a redo oh, or another man. version of it. You know it'll happen. Anybody and Dawn. The Rob. Anybody and Dawn Show. Deck the halls with craptastic rad swag. Available in the stupid store at radradio.com. We got this email, rad at radradio.com, from uh, Laura. Hey, Laura. She is a better class of rad radio listener watching us on rad TV at members.radradio.com. Not sure if she's talking about the random uh, out of nowhere comment from Dawn that uh, she wants to buy Matthew Perry's book or some <laughs> other comment about the movie Elf, but Laura says, every time Dawn brings in a comment from left field, I get to see Rob's face turn into my husband's. Every time I do the same thing, just waiting, waiting for the rainbow to complete the crazy arch, which rarely makes any sense. This is what's so great about Rad TV. Speaking of, we will be in about an hour and ten minutes doing the Mix Picks podcast on Rad TV live at members.radradio.com. Steve Mickelson and I diving deep into sports. You can email in your questions, rad at radradio.com. Listen live, uh, watch live, or anytime after on the membership site. Zach says, Rob, I'm curious, are you guys going to talk at all about the Army-Navy game this weekend on the podcast? No, thanks for asking. Uh, Matt wrote in and said, uh, with hearing that numerous college athletes are hitting the transfer portal, can you explain the process? If a quarterback enters the portal, do other colleges put in a claim for them, and the athlete then picks what school they want to go to? This is one of the things a lot of people really enjoy about uh, the, the podcast Steve and I are doing is, yeah, we dive deep into sports, but we really try to not talk over your head. So, yes, we're going to answer that whole thing. We're going to have Steve explain what the portal is, how how and why it exists all of a sudden in college football where players are just transferring from one school to another. This all kind of ties into Deion Sanders uh, and the things that he changed uh, at Colorado. We will, uh, we will get deeper into the NCAA college football selections. How is uh, undefeated Florida State not playing for the playoff? Uh, they're already now with college football season essentially over, other than the, the bowl games. Everybody's talking about the NFL draft, which I know Dawn loves because that doesn't even take place until April. But we already are getting all of our draft picks what? ready. Who's going to draft what? And we don't even know the order of the draft uh, definitively. Why? Because this is what we do. This is this is. You're this, still in the season. Uh, also, uh, who's in Major League Baseball? Who's going to get Shohei Otani? Those sweepstakes are going on. We'll talk about the NFL and, of course, uh, preview all the games that matter this weekend. Most notably, Sunday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys, 
and the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I mean, that NFL talk makes sense. All on uh, the Mixed Picks podcast. Apparently, only 10% of it makes any sense. Uh, But you can watch live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Rad TV. Listen on the membership site. It becomes a podcast for everyone on Thursday mornings. We have some food news. Food brings the people together, both in good times and in bad weather. Sharing a meal, sharing a laugh, raise a glass. It's a simple pleasure we all have. Food, our glorious food, it nourishes my soul and mood. We're now serving food news. Food news is news about food. Yummy. Last I heard, Kyle was still feuding with Taco Bell. Yeah. Still, I want the lava sauce back. Okay. God damn it. There's the lava sauce. I thought, Isn't there other things you're upset with them over? Or, or I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. They took away the volcano taco, which is uh, covered in the lava sauce. It's mostly the lava sauce that I'm okay. upset about. <laughs> Everything else, not too mad. Oh, oh no. Steak Baja Gorditas need to come back, too. The Baja sauce. Please, Taco Bell, get on it. How, how long has that been gone? Shoot. Uh, a long time. Uh, yeah, probably okay. since I was a teen. Oh, uh, oh, probably wow. 15 years, maybe 12 years. I don't know. Kyle's list of That's grievances great. is long, and he holds grudges. He still remembers. Well, yeah, it was devastating. <laughs> Taco Bell fans have been hoping and asking for a return of this beloved item ever since it was discontinued several years ago. Uh, uh, uh. Could it be the Baja sauce? <laughs> Probably not. Lava sauce. Nobody just said the that, Baja There's Baja sauce. and lava. Oh. Oh, the thought, steak yeah. Baja okay. gorditos okay. with the sauce in it is, oh, my God. It, it still makes my mouth water. And, and that, I haven't had it in like 10, 15 years. And that Baja sauce was a s- specific, significant yeah, own sauce. it was okay. a white creamy sauce. It came out with the Baja Blast soda. As of Monday, Taco Bell fans' wishes have come true. Oh. The chain quietly brought back its retired fan favorite menu item. This unexpected return is big news since this item still boasts an extremely passionate fan base in the Taco Bell community. It was initially introduced in 1995 as a limited time offer, then became a permanent item in June of 2006. Taco Bell discontinued it four years ago after 13 years on the permanent menu and fans never forgave nor forgot the loss of the beloved item. And you, you heard Kyle. He said, but did you not say it was devastating when you lost one of your favorites? Yeah, and I don't know why Taco Bell does this crap. They get you hooked on. And then they're like, oh, sorry, but you'll still come back. And they describe it as a fan favorite. Well, if it's a fan favorite, don't get rid of it. Well, Taco Bell isn't describing it as a fan favorite. Uh, the, the food reporters uh, at okay. eatthis.com are describing it as that, which uh. clearly is not true because it was a fan favorite. It would not have left the menu because that's how you make money. And and while people get passionate like Kyle do, there have to be enough of them about the 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 Baja the, the Baja or... yeah the Baja thing. sauce. Yeah. And I don't get why they take it off because people like me are gonna go more often if it's there, which in turn equals more money. I just I wish they'd make a limited supply, and I wish it didn't go bad. Well, you do know, you do know the, the reason they take it away is because there aren't enough of it. I know, and I wish more people were like me so there I could go. have it more often. I know it's selfish, but come on, people. To this day, fans grieve. This item not being on the menu on social media. Grieve. They call on the chain to bring it back. Customers have even created petitions demanding its return <laughs> that have racked up hundreds of thousands of signatures. No. Wow. Online. What? And it has not worked for four years until Monday when Taco Bell quietly brought it back. Oh, quietly. They didn't make an announcement. It just showed up on the national menu and in, in, in various 
Well, in all of the franchise locations. Back after four years. At Taco Bell. The Double Decker Taco. Woo! Oh, is that good for you, Brandon? Yes. Really? I, I loved right. the Double Decker Taco. I wasn't I wasn't such a fanatic where I was going to sign any petition or anything. <laughs> but I was wondering, why'd you take it off? They have everything back there to make it. They have soft shell taco. They have a hard shell taco. Uh, and they have the, the beans. All you got to do is just slap those things together with the beans, and you're, you got a double decker taco. There I it is. I love it. And, and, and I'm not, I don't go to Taco Bell nearly as often as I used to. I didn't realize they got rid of it because I just, it just doesn't occur to me. But it was, it was delicious because oh, it was, it's, so a, it's a soft flour tortilla layered with beans, and then you wrap it around the crunchy taco shell. So you've got the double texture thing. Mm. So then you put in the ground beef, the lettuce, the cheddar cheese, and then you have the double decker taco supreme. Mm. And they are both back on the menu. No so word if it's good. limited or back for good or whatever. Right. See, those don't make sense because you have the ingredients still. Why not just keep right? it listed? Yeah, because like in Kyle's situation, that's a specific thing. Have where Baja they just sauce. don't yeah. always mm-hmm. have it on hand. Well, they need to have it to have it on hand. Right. That, it, it's it's been there. All those things have been there. Right. So that's weird. It is weird. There's, there, so there is there's, there is literally no reason not to just have it sitting there. If nobody orders it, what do you care? You still have to have flour tortillas I mean, and the crunchy shells and all. Was that. it a pain to make and it slowed things? Oh, the, the, down? the lathering of the beans. Oh, oh, like, so hard. <laughs> oh. If Taco Bell's listening, could you please do a cheesy gordita crunch, but do it with a Doritos Los Taco? This has not been done yet. This, this hasn't been item. done. This is what I just want. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sh- and hopefully Taco Bell is listening. Can you can you ask to sub that shell in? Oh. Instead of the the uh, gordita. Well, you you can ask. It's the question is what will their answer be? Yeah, mm-hmm. Kyle, you should try that. You should ask. I have emailed them. They don't respond back to my emails, and neither does Wendy's. Or you can do that thing where you'll see like in TikTok or other type videos where. People order stuff and they're making their own machination in the car. I mean, that seems up your alley, Kyle. True. Because there's so many weird things you want to mix and match. I don't say weird in a bad way. Kyle seems to me like the kind of guy who would resent the fact that he has to do the work. (laughs) They should just do it for him. By the way, Veronica just woke in and wrote in and said, Yes, I am so stoked about the double decker. And yes, Dawn, I grieved when it went away. It's it's back. It's a texture thing. It's so good. (laughs) Hello, Brandon. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I just want to say that the app is saying that Double Decker Taco is only available through the 20th of this month. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. I'll stock up. I did not have that information. Yes, at least we know now that if it sounds great, you can only get it for another 11 or 14 days, I guess it is. Yes, 14 days. Okay. And then from here on out, I guess ask for a bean burrito and a Taco Supreme and wrap it. There you go. Right? Yeah. Technically, yeah. Well, yes. Unfold the burrito and then but, put the stick the taco, taco inside. In Even though yeah. I projected it onto Kyle, that pisses me off that I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. That but is a lot of mess. And especially because, like we said, they've got everything there already. Uh, Robert says, the younger me with a good stomach would have loved the return of the double-decker taco. It was the best. I had it all the time in high school since they had a Taco Bell at my school. Oh, lucky. Yeah. Oh, wow. We did, Dawn and I didn't get anything like that. No, but well, I don't know God. about you, but we were allowed to leave campus in our oh, yeah. cars oh, and yeah. go to the fast food places and then come back. Absolutely. Or not come but, back. But, yes, and that was, that was <laughs> but it would have been so much better to just have Taco Bell. Yeah, I mean, my God, but that's a spoiled school. Oh, Man. They, so many of them have them now. Oh. They're everywhere. 
ridiculous. That's not fair. Uh, Kimberly says, OMG, Taco Bell got rid of the beef burrito. I know. Pisses me off. It's so stupid. And the tostada as well. What the hell? At one point, they got rid of the green sauce, too. I am so angry at Taco Bell. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. There's another one. The beef burrito. It's a, it's a soft taco. It's a soft flour sh tortilla. And they're beef. And you wrap it up. Well, but you can't ask for that? Yeah. Swap so, the uh, beans for the beef. I have been to some locations where you can ask for it, and they'll make it for you, and others are like, we don't serve that anymore. So you have to end up getting what? The burrito supreme without beans? Yeah, or sour cream or, or sour anything. Cream if you want a true let... beef burrito. Oh, the... oh, I'm sorry. Is the beef burrito just the tortilla and beef? Yes. That's no all cheese, we want. No cheese, no... That's it. And, uh, that's it's it. just the beef and tortilla. Yes. yes it's delicious. <laughs> That point. All right, we got, we got another menu item that's come back to another place. We'll get to that after we play the pressure cooker. We have a uh, free 30-day membership to Rad TV uh, at members.radradio.com. And then once you win that, you're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings. You have to choose which of the grand prize drawing you want to be eligible for. Do you want the big old party? It can be for your company, your friends, whatever, at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks for up to 50 people valued at $2,000. Or do you want to be in the drawing for a pair of second row courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings take on the Detroit Pistons on February 7th. Pressure like the beam. Cooker is our daily <laughs> trivia game that we play every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18. Plays the pressure cooker. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Welcome back to It's the End of the Broadcast Year and They Don't Care edition of RAD. Email the show, please. It helps us kill time. RAD at radradio.com. Now, we got this one from uh, Justin earlier in the show, and I think Justin's thinking, uh, you know, usually Rob likes these a day ahead of time, which I do, but if I can fit them in, I shall, because he's very panicked. His subject line is, I'm a piece of crap. Oh, oh no. But he didn't use the crap word. He ah, used the bad S one. Yikes. He says, I need your help. Amber, your biggest non-fat fan, is turning 32 today. <laughs> and I completely screwed the pooch and did not request a birthday shout-out for her. Ruh-roh. She has gotten one the last four years. Today would have been the fifth year in a row. And it is. Everything's fine. I'm a horrible boyfriend. I blame it on being 10 years older and early-onset dementia kicking in. <laughs> yeah. 42, that's about the time. Please help save her tradition. It's been a really tough year, especially around this time of year, as she survived a horribly traumatic event Christmas Eve of last year and has been fighting ever since for justice and peace. Oh, God. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, Justin says, I love you, baby, and I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Right. I covered it. Oh, happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you in the face. Uh, many people uh, wrote in uh, after uh, we, we announced that uh, Taco Bell is bringing back the uh, double-decker uh, talk only till the 20th. Brandon's excited about yes. that. It's nothing more than a, than a flour tortilla with the beans, and then you wrap it around the crunchy taco shell, and it's a taco. Heaven. Kyle still wants uh, a, a variety of things to come back, and then he wanted them to create some type of cheesy gordita crunch with a Doritos nacho cheese shell. That's what I wanted. Yeah, and I also want the, the Cool Ranch to come back, too, because that one's even better. You have, you have got quite the list. Dude. dude, well, uh, yeah. as I'm sure you noticed, lots of people wrote in yeah. and said that the Doritos Locos Cheesy Gordita Crunch is, in fact, a menu item. Yes, and Magus, thank you for letting me know, because I consider myself a Taco Bell connoisseur, and I was oblivious to that. A lot of people said it's on the app, but I did 
Just wasn't aware, and so I'm excited. I know what I'm having for lunch. A few of the people that emailed also said that, it, that they went to the drive-thru. Or they was, it, it, you know, that their menu is so extensive and big. And if you just don't think something exists, you often miss it. But yeah, yeah. not a special uh, order thing or anything. You just get the whatever he said. Burritos. Cheesy gordita crunch. Burritos yeah. taco. There you go. Let's play the pressure cooker. Free 30-day membership to Rad TV at members.radradio.com. You're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings, either second row courtside seats to see the Sacramento Kings and Detroit Pistons February 7th, or the party either for your company or a bunch of friends, up to 50 people at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada, valued at $2,000. Caller 18, hello, Joe. Oh, it's Jeff. Good morning. Good Jeff. morning, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Sorry, I got your name wrong. I apologize. Phone screener got the name wrong, really, but whatever. Uh, it's kind of maybe because you're a mushmouth. Oh, uh, here's how this works, Jeff. Uh, your timer will begin when I finish reading the first question, which is true, false. So you got a 50-50 shot. You get that one right, and then you got to get four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And I got to take the first thing you say. So if you say gorditas and then you say Doritos, I have to take gorditas as your answer. Do you have any questions? Uh, no, sir. Oh, so polite. <laughs> true or false? In Sweden, kids leave coffee out for Santa Claus. False. What ballet is commonly performed around Christmas? Nutcracker. In the playground version of Jingle Bells, which superhero smells? Uh, Joker. Name one of the four schools in the college football playoff. Michigan. Gingerbread houses were inspired by which popular fairy tale? Pass. What is a group of reindeer called? Pass. What is the name of the sought-after toy in the movie Jingle All the Way? Turbo Man. As long as we start the question before the buzzer, we wait for the answer. That was seven questions. You only need five. Jesus. What a firecracker he was. Okie dokie, You pass on the... Well, okay. That's what you're supposed <laughs> to do if you don't know. How do you not know what a group of reindeer... Oh, my God. Uh, true or false, in Sweden, kids leave out uh, coffee for Santa Claus. He said, that's false. <laughs> that is true. Swedish coffee. I don't think that's the connection, no. Uh, they just they believe that they're keeping Santa awake, which nice. all of us so nice. in America appreciate because he's in Sweden first. Mm. And so Santa's oh, awake for the flight across the We the give him things that put him to sleep, the cookies and the milk. He's yeah. done. He's done when he's with us. <laughs> what ballet is commonly performed around Christmas? He said the Nutcracker. In the Ouch. playground version of Jingle Bells, which superhero smells? He said the superhero villain of Joker... <laughs> Runs away. Oh, right. Batman! Yes, Batman smells and Robin, Robin laid an egg. Yep. Okay. Jesus Christ. Robin That's right, Robin swelled. laid an egg. <laughs> oh. Name one of the four schools in the college football playoff. He said Michigan. The other three are, of course. Uh, uh, the Ohio. Wrong. Uh, Alabama. Yes. Florida. No, they should be in, but they're uh, not. Georgia. Georgia. No, Louisiana. they were number one. Alabama. They're not. Yeah. You. We already said I Alabama. Texas, it's Michigan, Alabama, Texas, and Washington are the four college playoffs. There games. it is. Again, the Mixed Picks podcast where we know a little bit more about sports than my staff comes up at 10 a.m. <laughs> on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Every Wednesday we do it. He passed on the question, gingerbread houses were inspired by which popular fairy tale? Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Uh, he passed. Say something. So. 
on what is a group of reindeer called? A, a herd? herd? A herd? Say a gaggle. <laughs> Say the right answer. A herd. Yes, it's a herd. I like and gaggle. At the buzzer. <laughs> then go find geese. What is the name of the sought-after toy in the movie Jingle All the Way? He said Turbo Man. And that got him a whopping t- three correct. Oh, Terrible. Three more chances for you to win and qualify tomorrow morning at 7, 8, and 9 a.m. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. From Rad Radio to you, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Boxing Day, Happy Festivus. Oh, come on. That's it. I'm out of here. Rad Radio, whatever. Email's still coming in after we did food news. Uh, This one uh, is from Chris. Hey, Chris. Uh, So we were going through the buildup of what did Taco Bell bring back, and Kyle was excited that it might be one of the 17 things he's demanding come back. (laughs) It's like three. And instead, it turned out to be uh, something that Brandon got excited about, the double-decker taco, and through the, the store in the buildup, we were talking about how people people were grieving the fact that it had been taken off the menu. And it doesn't make sense that they took it off the menu because as we laid out, it, they have all the stuff there all the time. Ridiculous. Flour, tortilla, crunchy shell, beans, beef, lettuce, cheese, boom. There, you're done. Um, it's only back until the 20th, by the way. Chris said, and there's a place for this, Chris, but there's two comments to it. Chris says, when the double-decker was taken off, it was a sad day. You could make your own with a bean burrito and a crunchy taco like mentioned before, but it's messy. Instead, buy a box of crunchy taco shells, some flour tortillas, a can of refried beans, ground beef, rice for a filler, cheese it up, and good to go. Okay. Well, of course you can do it at home. Yeah, it's good at home, too. You, you can. Okay, but two things. One, it, it's 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 usually different. I've nailed the Enchirito recipe. It's in our uh, 2022 cookbook available in the Stupid Store. Superstore. At radradio.com. But more importantly... Sometimes you don't want to do the work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You just want to go to the drive-thru and say, you have all this stuff. Will you please make it for me? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is what drive throughs are for, the convenience of you not having to do it. Yes. <laughs> Good and, lord. And the impulse of driving by. I cannot imagine that I'm going to get through today without going to a Taco Bell after this discussion <laughs> and getting a double-decker taco. Good for you. Oh, um, Logan says, all this talk about Taco Bell makes me want to get some Taco Bell. And a cheesy gordita crunch is my favorite thing at Taco Bell. That's the one you, you're going to get in a Dorito show. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then he says, I used to order these cinnamon twist things as a kid, but I think they got rid of those too. I no. just checked. It's there. Yeah, yeah they have them. Yeah, they're still. I don't know if they ever did go away, but they are, they are See, still See, you're always just flying past the menu. Yeah, or not paying attention or forgetting. You just got in your mind, oh, this is what I'm going to get. Um, one of our many Kyles uh, wrote in and said, I absolutely loved the naked chicken chalupa. The one with the shell made of chicken. Oh yeah, I would it love for them to bring that back. Too much chicken. It was all right. It was it, it was easily burnt, and it Ew. wasn't good when it was like a little darker. So it was it was still a chalupa, but instead of the the shell, it's just chicken. Just chicken skin. Yeah. Did, was this yeah. the height of like keto or something? And they did this for keto people. I don't know. 
I tried it once. It came in a box. Like I do like the talk about box. I'll throw like a few different items in, sell it for like five or six bucks. And it was in that, but it was nothing that I wanted to try again. So one of the 17 things that Kyle is demanding that Taco Bell brings back is something called the Baja sauce. Yes. And yeah, the Baja spe- sauce. Specifically, it goes on the, the Baja yeah. taco. Those the state it was Baja gorditas and chalupas they they had promoted for a while. But my favorite was the steak version of the Baja gordita. So Joey wrote in and said, Kyle, the Baja sauce is a creamy pepper jack sauce, and it's also the same sauce that's on the cheesy gordita crunch. You you could probably get that with steak instead of beef. So you order a cheesy gordita crunch with steak. Is it really? And he says it would be pretty Because I do like the sauce on the cheesy gordita crunch. Mm. Is it really? They switch it up on me, and I just didn't know. So they've always had it. They just took the Baja name out of it. Oh, and can we take this guy at his word? Right, and and they also got rid of the steak part. You have to order the steak separately. But this is another. If if this guy's right, yes, we're going the wrong way here by believing him. <laughs> then this is the same thing as the double decker taco. They have everything that Kyle wants. Yeah, not, just what, leave it on the menu. We, ha- are, are they having fun with this? It's uh, like they're in a back room laughing. Uh, guys uh, wrote in and said, "I was told by a Taco Bell employee that spicy ranch is the same as Baja sauce." Oh. All right. Well, I want to talk to a Taco Bell manager, and I want I want to have a one-on-one sit down, and they know exactly what sauces have name changes, and which ones are the Baja sauce, and if there is a hack to the lava sauce. I know a lot of you maggots gave me hacks for it earlier uh, this this year, but I'm not doing it. I want to know if Taco Bell can do it in house, put it in a cup, and then give it to me. I would love that to just hear that meeting. Yes, yeah, just to see the Kyle manager that took the meeting walk in with his notepad of questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad just wrote in and said they need to bring back the Bell Beefer. Anybody remember that? Nope. Yeah, I don't even remember it by name. Uh, also, one other note from Food News, Popeye's, most commonly associated with its signature fried chicken, has also won over fans with its desserts. And as the holidays quickly approach, the fast food chain is giving customers another reason to celebrate with the return of its popular dessert, the Blueberry Lemon Cream Cheese Fried Pie. Oh. For the holidays? Interesting. I don't like a summer dessert. I I don't know why it's tied into the holidays. Other other than we eat more sweets or whatever, or it it, it might have no holiday tie-in. It's a flaky fried turnover style pastry packed with blueberry cream cheese and lemon flavor. Yes, Mm. sounds good. It does right, but like I said, it's getting into the summer Mm. or the spring. I don't need fruit in my desserts. Oh, but it has the cream cheese with it to balance it out. Okay, okay. I I will. I will order the (laughs) blueberry lemon cream cheese fried pie with only the cream cheese. Please leave out the blueberry. Lemon too. Damn. Isn't the cream cheese lemon, or is it lemon is separate? Blueberry ah. lemon cream cheese. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's a blueberry cream cheese and lemon flavor. So I don't want the lemon flavor and I don't want the blueberry. Just give me a cream cheese pie. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, blueberry and lemon is lovely together, but yeah, that you that was false. You're talking about the holidays and you throw that out. Is there anything to dip in it? Like, do they give you like a little cup of icing to dip that sucker in? <laughs> mm. I don't have that information at hand right oh, now. Damn it! Uh, by the way, we we go through this every time you bring up your damn Baja sauce. People write in and say that you can get it on Amazon, but we've looked and we've never. It's well, it's, that was the lava sauce. The this lava is the Baja sauce. sauce. Right. Okay. Yes. Have we looked for the Baja sauce? I haven't even attempted. No. Okay. The second they took it away, I, I was disappointed. I thought it was gone forever. Okay. Kyle, do you do this to yourself? Like when you make something at home, do you sit down and start eating and go ah? 
you know what else this needs? Lava <laughs> you, like, recreate it. Let's get to uh, when Rob's change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. We start with Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area. Gay area. Who says, after Shannon's excellent guess earlier this morning at 6.30, Rob's clue eliminated most of the remaining numbers in my spreadsheet. There are now only 28 mathematically valid guesses remaining, which is a 3.5% chance of winning with the next valid guess. For comparison, it is 10 times more likely that an American adult who is, quote, single and looking has not been on a date in the past three months, which Chris says makes sense if you think about it, given how many people are undateably ugly. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. That's mean. With that, we are looking for the lucky 13th guess. If you give us the correct amount of money, you win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Ho, ho, ho. Merry f- Christmas from us. Email the show, rad at radradio.com. As the hour-long unpaid commercial for Taco Bell continues here on the Rad Radio, uh, they're bringing back the double-decker taco, and that got Kyle uh, to, uh, to bring up his list of grievances of the uh, 142 items he wants Taco Bell to bring back. Uh, one of them, the uh, Baja sauce, the creamy Baja sauce, uh, which somebody wrote in and said, you can get that on Amazon. And we said, wait a minute, haven't we been told this before? That was the lava sauce. Can confirm. Multiple people have written in, and I checked myself. They do have the Taco Bell Baja sauce in 12-ounce uh, bottles. Excellent. Yeah, I saw the emails come through. I got really excited. I hope it's the same, though, as what I remember it as. Hopefully the, the recipe hasn't been tweaked at all. Mike even says a simple, quick Google search was done, and Walmart has Baja sauce in bottles available for uh, in delivery form. Wow. Um, <laughs> Wait, so you've never done Google searches? Me? Kyle? For the Baja sauce? No. No, I thought it was long gone. It was kind of oh. off my radar. Okay. I haven't seen it. I'm not, like walking around um, the grocery stores. I have yet to see this. That's and... fair. If you're not thinking about it, why would you Google it? I don't know, but I'm excited. I want to yeah. squirt it on my girl and lick it off. <laughs> oh. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, Eric wrote in to refute a previous emailer. says, as somebody that has been eating cheesy gordita crunches for nearly 20 years, I can tell you that the Baja sauce and Spicy Ranch are not the same. Oh. They are similar, but not the same. <laughs> I actually looked it up to confirm. See, this guy's committed. Whoa, yeah. The Baja sauce has a mayonnaise base with citrus, while the spicy ranch has a sour cream base with a little more spice. Oh, there's a difference. Yeah, that yeah. is different. So uh, Kyle uh, threatened to uh, take a meeting with a manager of a Taco Bell to get all the secrets. <laughs> uh, poor manager. <laughs> Andrew uh, said uh, he had a different idea. He said, oh, hey, Kyle, God. have you thought about working at Taco Bell for two weeks or so part-time to see Ooh. all the secrets? No, yeah. no. Hell no. You could go undercover. God, no. I have to wear the headset and the uniform. Not happening. Nope. What is wrong with it? Just, I won't do it. It's kind of like a... I can't bring myself to do it. It's not. It's beneath him. What? Okay, no, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. I know. What? No, 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 no. Oh if you had to, I feel like you're about to get lectured by mom. If I, you would, you're not one of those. No, I'd like... build myself back up some other way. I would not. I would not get myself to do it. Okay. Well, at least he's building himself back up. Well, I like the attitude of build yourself back up, but I mean, do you know what? This isn't on Kyle. This is like. This does something to me when I hear people. We've had certain family members that are mm. younger. 
mm-hmm. that are bitching about not being able to find a job, but they won't. And years ago, I thought my husband and I were going to stop the car and let this one niece out um, because of all these social reasons. And I'm just sitting there oh. going, oh, my, when you need a job, you need a job. Yeah. Go work. Yeah, whether it's social reasons or whether it's, uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It, you oh, know, because it's and, demeaning. It's like, mm, and because, if, you're, if you're in the situation where you need the job. Because <laughs> this is not okay. But because we're Sicilian and we have the Catholic guilt. What we have thrown, what we threw at her was, oh, that's lovely. Your grandpa's rolling around in his grave, making the guilt trip. Because mm-hmm. my father, God rest his soul, he would, he did anything and everything imaginable. I mean, he there was no job beneath him. That's that was his mindset. When you need to work, you need to work. Period. And you go and you work. And oh my God, I mean, honestly, he they would have given him a heart attack had he not died from a heart attack. With that, those attitudes. Oh. Uh, also, somebody wrote in on the fly about the Bell Beefer, and none of us knew offhand what it was. So a bunch of people wrote in, like Kimberly, who said that was the sandwich that looked like a sloppy Joe. It was taco meat and cheese on a bun. Uh, Karen says, I keep saying they need to bring back the Bell Beefer. I don't even know if I've ever heard of this thing. And the Bell Beefer was a hamburger bun-based meal on Taco Bell's menu from the mid-70s to the mid-90s. I don't remember this at all. No, me neither. Had a short comeback in the early 2010s where they changed it to the Bell Burger. Still the same thing. The Bell Beefer Bell Burger is a bun with meat, diced onions, shredded lettuce, and a mild border sauce. It's more like a sloppy joe than a hamburger. It was well-liked early on, declined in popularity during the late 80s. Wrestler John Cena recently has claimed he is very upset they discontinued this item off the Taco Bell menu, and even that was not enough to get Taco Bell to bring back the Bell Beefer. If you are watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com, after we win Rob's Change, you will get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? We're coming at you live from the producer studio, and my feet is Walter the Hound. Oh, will, will he remain at your feet, or will he be rousted? He will. This oh. is the time of year where he just likes to sleep all morning. Oh, it's, it's, it's really related to the time of the year. He's had a tough year working all the, all the time. Old bones. Oh, yeah. It's colder. Cold. Okay. Joints that makes sense. Okay. The best things in life are free. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. <laughs> Win Rob's Change. Win Rob's Change. Win Rob's Change. Make your best guess and estimate the calculation in Rob's Star of Change. Win Rob's Change. Win Rob's Change. Vanessa, you're caller 18, WinRob's Change. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Now, if you give us the right uh, amount of money in our 13th guess, you'll have enough to tide you over so that you don't have to lower yourself and wear headphones at a fast food joint. So, Oh, stop that. <laughs> what is the number? Gosh. $174.46. $174.46. That is a legitimate guess. That's a good guess. But it's not right. $174.46. Three of the numbers in that answer are in their correct position. You got a one, a seven, a four, and a six. She used the four twice. Three of them are exactly where they need to be for the correct answer. Two of them are in the wrong spot. You got to figure out how you're going to move that around, and your next chance to win Rob's change is tomorrow morning at 6:30. Rob, anybody, and Dawn, the Rob, anybody, and Dawn show.
Stuff your stockings with Rad. There's plenty of actual junk available in the stupid store at radradio.com. Yet another email, RAD at radradio.com, about various items that Taco Bell needs to bring back. They have a <laughs> loyal following of people that want other stuff that has been on the menu. Uh, Jennifer says, the chicken ranchero soft taco was my go-to while pregnant, and I want it back. Oh. We'll, we'll pass that note on to Taco Bell along with Kyle's 418 uh, demands. You know what? With, no matter what they take off the menu, I still go back to Taco Bell. I am loyal and I love it. It's my yeah. favorite fast food and I will still eat whatever the hell's on the menu. I don't care. <laughs> I think there is always something that you can find. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's yeah. the grilled steak burritos. Uh, by the way, in about uh, 13 minutes, we'll be doing the uh, Mixed Picks podcast on Rad TV. Woo. Steve Mickelson and I live. You can watch or listen at members.radradio.com uh, or anytime afterwards and it'll be a podcast on all podcasting platforms tomorrow morning. And if you're a welfare recipient and you're just waking up to start your busy day, good morning. Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans of what you missed on today's show, Graham. Uh, we played our usual games at 7, 8, and 9 a.m. We'll do so again tomorrow. You win a free 30-day membership, uh, and you're qualified for the grand prize drawings a week from Friday for either second-row courtside seats to see the Sacramento Kings on February 7th or the party for up to 50 people or coworkers, whatever you want to do with it, at Coconut, Olin, uh, Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada. And for the pressure cooker, Jeff was our, our contestant. Uh, he, he got seven questions out. you got to get five right, and he only had three right. And everything kind of fell apart when he thought that the superhero that smells in the playground version of Jingle Bells was Joker, <laughs> who, who's not even a superhero. It's Jingle oh, Bells, man. Jingle Bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg, and the Joker runs away at some point, I guess. Yeah. I forget that. Batmobile lost the will, right. Joker went away. Yeah, or did ballet. You oh, do both. that was another version. <laughs> Jeff wrote back in. He says, well, I suck. Oh, buddy. It was my first attempt at the pressure cooker, and I went down in flames. After blowing the Batman question, I lost all train of thought, and I'm still looking for a pen that I can throw across the room. Oh. Or is he looking for the pen that he did throw across the room? The way it's written, it could be either. I think it's probably the latter of those two. Uh, If you watch us live on Rad TV during the morning, uh, during commercial breaks, you get uh, the question of the day. Email in your answers. We save them till the very end of the show. What was today's question, Brando? Who are two people you would love to see box each other? Hmm. Interesting answers. Uh, Kaylee wrote in and says, I would love to see Brandon and Kyle box each other. Oh. However, the boxing would take place with those soccer boppers. Mm. Oh, soccer boppers, <laughs> soccer boppers. What are those? More fun than a pillow fight. I think they're like inflatable... <laughs> Boxing gloves is that, is that, for kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put what, your hands it's it's not those uh, those sticks that that, that uh, they're they're foamy, um, and and you, you like a lot of therapists use them and you the hit noodle. people. Is mm. that, I don't know what. It yeah, is. no. So sock and boppers are blow up inflatable, um, big round. They look like a drum almost, but they're just big round. They have a little hole, and you put your fist inside of it. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're just big and cushy, like big balloons almost, but made of plastic, like beach ball material. That'd be funny. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter what we use, Kyle will kick my ass. Oh. I mean, there's there's a serious reach differential problem. I mean, you know, Kyle's a giant. Yeah, but Brandon's on. He, he could get sneaky, and I couldn't probably mm-hmm. guard like my lower mm. end a lot. He could probably get in there with a yeah. nice good punch and knock me down. Mm. Yeah, but I wouldn't think Brandon is someone that fights dirty. Oh, I think he's got it in him. I think he saves it. Mm. Like a lot of, well. like a lot of even kill peaceful people, they have a side that could absolutely do some damage. Uh, Laura wrote in about who she wants to see a box. This is the one who occasionally uh, her kids will uh, chime in with the answers and said, as usual, my kiddos checked out today's question. Kid number one said Taylor Swift versus any of her past boyfriends, so we don't have to hear any more of her songs. 
Both of the other two kids agreed. Clearly, I'm doing something right. No Swifties in this house. Mm. <laughs> okay. Shannon, same lane, different direction. Oh, man, success. I want to see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey fight. I'm tired of seeing her at every game and that being the focus instead of the game. I actually watch football, and it's not to see Taylor Swift. I'm sure that's annoying, but I do ask. Is she there? Okay, I'll watch. No, oh, for God. No, I know. It's No, I want to punch myself. I want to be in a, a, a yeah. boxing match with myself. Fair. Over that. Uh, we got this one from Meg. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Two people I'd love to see box. This is way too hard. I have so many I'd love to see kick the crap out of each other just so we don't have to hear them talk. But if I have to pick, it would be Trump versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not because it would be a good fight. I would just love to see that orange idiot pummeled to oblivion. And Trumpsters couldn't argue it wasn't a fair fight considering they're both in their 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was sure. wondering what the connection was. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> nobody can can fight President Biden because he'll just die. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that, this actually came yeah, up. And that would be cruel. I saw this clip because uh, Trump, uh, Trump did his, uh, his town hall last night. And um, he, oh. he hearkened back to the 2020 election when uh, Biden was running and, and he was talking about what a bully Trump is. And he made some comment about how... He, back in the day or whatever, he'd take him out behind the barn and, and you know, teach him what, what. And Trump was like, if we did that now, if we went behind the barn, I would just go, Poof, I would just blow on him and he'd fall right over. <laughs> These are your two contending candidates most likely running for president 11 months from yesterday. <laughs> Chris wrote in and said, I want to see Rob and Matt Damon box because Rob will get to punch Matt Damon. Yeah, but I wouldn't be able to stop. Like I, I would just keep pummeling him until he until he died until he was oh, a, a ball of, of goo. Yeah. Like oh. um, dude, it was just supposed to be a fight. God. <laughs> Rodney staying to the political arena. Okay, now this this is a fair fight. This 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 is fair. I I hadn't thought about this because I was just talking about. He says I would like to see President Biden box Mitch McConnell. Oh, oh my right? God. Mitch could oh, Mitch could, okay. could, could freeze I, up know, for a yeah. few minutes. Hmm? I don't think the fight would ever start. They both would just stand there, not knowing where they're at or what they're well, doing. So Mitch would be on permanent pause, and it would take Biden five hours to raise his arms to where he could get up in boxing position. By that time, I don't know what happens to McConnell after being put on pause. That's right. These are the leaders of your country. That's your Senate minority leader. That's your, oh, your president. The orange guy is running uh, for president in, in, in 11 months from yesterday. This, this is where I, we're at. I feel so bad laughing because I honestly view this as elder abuse, what they are doing to this man. Take your politics out of it. Oh, my God. Now I just have to laugh because this is what we've chose to do, I guess. And it's the only way I can get through it. We have it's chosen just it. just so mean. Does he not have anyone that loves him in his life? Get him out of there. Chris, the princess spreadsheeter oh, in the gay area, area, wrote in and asked, did anyone suggest that I box Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator? Oh, yes, oh, the two mathematicians. Oh, yeah. Good go at it. The well-calculated fight. Ha, ha, ha. Very good. Very good. My bet's on Michelle. Yeah, he'd get his yeah. ass kicked. Uh, if you are uh, <laughs> watching us on Rad TV, the Mixed Picks podcast begins uh, at uh, the top of the hour at 10 a.m. For the rest of you, we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys and going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Homer. Take care. Adios. So long. Very well. Dar. Bon voyage. Toodle-oo. Ah, so long. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Sayonara, dude. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. 
See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so long, stink town. Don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. God bless the United States. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.